everyone, and welcome to another exciting Grimdark Tales podcast episode. Hello. Uh, I'm joined once again by the fabulous Jordan. Hi, everyone. That's Jordan over there. He just said that. Um, don't be alarmed that there are two voices, because I invited him here uh, into his home, where we both are. I've been fully replaced on the podcast now by... <laughs> Jesse and Noel, I, I and should... I have to beg for an invitation to my own home. <laughs> yeah, you can't be here otherwise. Um, I do want to give a quick uh, shout out to Jesse and Noel again for their participation. Um, it is amazing that you guys were willing to give me the time, and you've already both uh, promised to future episodes as well. So it takes a little pressure off of Jordan. Uh, he's not, he doesn't have to just be the only person doing this with me. And also, um, it just adds a lot of variety to what we can talk about. I love it. The, all the interests. And maybe you guys, someday we can all be on a podcast together. That would be a dream. Yeah. It would just be a dream. Figure out how to make that. Happen. And, and everything you guys said during those, uh, podcasts was just so fun. Censored. And censored. It was all Tyler, the whole, all the way down. Um, no, it was just so fun. And it was, uh, and, you know, there's only more to be gained from talking to more people. There was a lot of amazing, interesting new uh, insight into all the stuff that we talked about. It was just very exciting, very fun for me. It was a, a bit of wish fulfillment to have this sort of thing uh i've set up where i can invite people and they want to come and talk on this thing it's very yeah, it's fun great. um that being said uh we're gonna do another uh let's talk tactics episode mm -hmm. here and uh we're returning to form with the astra militarum i promise we're gonna do ta despite what i said before while well, we were recording despite what i said <laughs> before you will hear the recording we are going to do tau yeah, uh, we made an offhanded joke that we'll never be doing Tau in the future, but we will be doing Tau in the future. I need to, what I need to do is borrow the codex from you mm -hmm. and spend like a week or two with it. Yeah. Because the thing with guard is I know, you I know mean, I don't, I don't want to say like, oh, I know them inside now. Like I'm not, right, but I, but, I, they're my favorite. Yeah. So like I've read the book a million times. Yeah. So I feel it like I have, I have the units sitting in my head and I can be like, oh, this this guy would be a cool friend for this guy. Yeah. Whereas Tao, I would not know any of the synergies at all. I'd yeah. be like, a Fireblade, sure, put him with your crisis suits. <laughs> Why not? He, He'll keep up. He's, he's another, the same speed. He has the Tao keyword. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I don't, um, yeah, I, I think they've always been your darlings. And I think I um, ever since you were a kid, even, mm -hmm. I mean, when we back when we first started playing, among all the armies we played, it seems like you got an early... Oh, I love them. and strong yeah. uh, foothold on them, and, and like uh, the the great thing with guard, I feel like for me is that like the the passion I have for them, it's for like the same units I still love. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like the Katachin Devils. Yeah, well, I remember the Katachin. <laughs> it's funny uh, that hurts. I remember the Katachin Codex came out right like around when we were really getting into it. When for we the first, first time. were getting into it, less is just 
cool models yeah. and more as like as let's like play this a game. world that you yeah, could yeah. be in and play these games. That was right around when yeah. the Katachin Codex came out. I remember we built that game board because the original Katachin book. If anyone played third edition, it <laughs> was so like. The rules were so specific yeah. to the jungle, yes. which was great, but it was absurd. Like, we built a jungle... It made incredibly situational. Yeah. Yeah. We built a jungle board so that we could, like, do the Katachin thing. Like, we had the jungle Just so we could do them and, justice, yeah. and, and um, But, like, Straken oh was awesome. And yeah. I don't remember if Slime Arbo was... He was. I he had he, the old model, the, right? Yep. Yeah, that was, like, the birth of Slime Arbo. And they had the Katachin Devils, which were awesome. They were so awesome. They could use... You could arm them with, like an array of like shotguns and swords yeah all these nasty close close range weapons and i think did katachin devils have a three up weapon skill yeah i'm pretty sure they did i'm pretty sure they did yeah it was very cool they were just cool the katachin ambush rules for the katachins in the jungle and i'm actually kind of waiting for the devils to come back as like a white dwarf supplement yeah I feel like it's only a matter of time before we get them. I hope so. It seems like Games Workshop, like, when they first rolled out 8th, they were like, we're streamlining it. It's only the models that have kits. And yeah. then I think they're like, oh, that's not as fun. Yeah, they wanted and to now they're that like, flavor. Let's, like, you know, we love, like, 7th got, it, it was bloated. But the problem wasn't necessarily the bloat, per se. Right. It was just that the, what, the bloat was <laughs> Like, it was bloated with <laughs> stuff yeah yeah but like with eighth edition it's yeah you some you have to carry 40 or 50 books <laughs> like per model yeah but like it's so it's cool it's cool like you don't mind like okay i'm carrying my guard book and vigilance and chapter approved right it's all flavor. you know and maybe a white dwarf or whatever yeah. but like all those books it's cool add so much personality i mean like i you know i'm i'm fortunate that most of the time when we're playing it's like at my house so i don't yeah. have to transport them but even if i did i i love i mean most most of the time i have like 10 codexes in my car anyway just because i want to have them with me when, when i i, I texted eric earlier and was like do you want to do a podcast and he asked what i want to do i said do you want to do guard heavy support and he said oh perfect i'm i have the guard codex with me <laughs> yeah it's just with me in my pocket there's no reason why you have that no i just unzip my hoodie and it's <laughs> and it's there um, it's just because I, I <laughs> love the codexes. I love yeah. looking at them. The smell. The smell. I, I feel like all of those like wonderful tactile sensations of just owning and looking at a codex from when I was a kid never mm-hmm. left me. And I, yeah. and I still love it so I, much. I, rem- I remember my beat up copy of the third <laughs> edition guard book. Yeah. I loved, um, solar Macharius. Yep. Um, I love that they gave him rules. I've, they, I so know cool. they re, they did a re like whatever issue of him briefly in the made to order or whatever. Right, and I missed out on it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm super bummed. Does he have rules now? Solar. I don't. Eighth? I don't think, think he so. does. Yeah, but I would love. I mean, I know he's dead, but like, yeah, but I, just to have rules for like him and be like, oh, it's game. someone like him or right, whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, the more rules like you... Like, Creed is dead. There's rules for him. For Zakaria, yeah. The more rules you give people, I feel like it doesn't... It just gives you more options to, like, if you yeah. want to make a home character yeah. and just have him have rules that aren't the standard rules. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Yeah. I want, there must be some good books about, like, the Macharius era Yeah, and like, stuff. narrative stuff. If anybody and, knows, tell me. I'm te- I I get lost on the Black Library website. There's so many Black Library yeah. books at this but point. But if you've read something about that era, that's like good. Yeah. 
yeah yeah please let us tell know. eric to tell me <laughs> if you guys have keep, can't keep track of the discord if you guys have any recommendations for astra militarum black library books yeah. in general because i i do want to read that new one that i don't know if it still comes with the new model of the commissar but that oh, book was, yeah, yeah yeah seemed cool also haven't read that yet but yeah um the the Gaunt's ghosts uh i i started that yeah. I, I have so much left to read i got but- the it's awesome. I got the first omnibus and maybe the second omnibus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's actually sitting over there or something. Or maybe in the living room. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Can't remember if I got the second. I, no, I went to the our Warhammer store, our local, and they didn't have it anymore. Oh, So I got yeah. the first one and I was like, as soon as I finish this, I'll get the second. Yeah, and yeah. I went back and they're like, oh yeah, we don't really carry it anymore because yeah. it doesn't sell a lot. The way the Damn. local store carries... Like the novels is weird. I feel like it's, it's just a very shoot. random. Yeah, you just don't know. I think they have get. a lot of the hardcover. I think maybe when the hardcovers come out or special editions, they send them and they keep them until they sell when yeah. a new paperback comes out. Yeah. Like I think the omnibuses maybe got reissued mm-hmm. or like with eighth edition, they're like, oh, people aren't be into it. And they had a couple. Yeah. And then they sold through and didn't restock, yeah. which is fair enough. Like it's a small store. Mm hmm. They want to stock what they're going to sell. Yeah, I get it. I mean, the storefront is just so small, and there's so much material that they could be carrying. Yeah. There's no way they could have yeah. it all. Honestly, I'd rather, I guess, that they have a big selection of models than yeah. a big selection of books. It's probably better. Um, and the books. And with so many books now available as like audio, exactly, and like the sales on Audible and stuff, it's like yeah. I've been listening through the Horus Heresy books. I think I'm like 13 books in, and uh, I have so many left to go through, <laughs> but. They've been amazing. It's so cool reading all this stuff. But, um, yeah, so anyway. Onto onto the topic. Onto the topic we've come here for today. Now that we're 30 minutes in. Sure, sure. Um, So we thought, last time we talked about Fast Attack. um, That being, you know, Fast Attack is like kind of maybe the less less, uh, talked about, Mm -hmm. you know, aspects of an Astromilitarum army. Yep. Yeah. and today we're going to talk about probably one of the most talked about, yeah. which is their heavy support options. Oh yes. Um, we're just going to go through the codex here and sort of talk about each thing in order, um, as far as what we think is viable, what we think uh, we like, what we don't like. Yeah. Um, and uh, just see where it goes. Yeah. So uh, let's just get started. The Lots. very first thing in the heavy support choice is the Heavy Weapon Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the Heavy Weapon Squad, um, you know, it's a ubiquitous part in the Astro Militarum. I yeah. think those weapons teams have always been an iconic sort of aspect yeah. of the Imperial Guard. I love the new models for those. They're so, so The old pewter ones are cool, but yeah. I just remember them constantly breaking yeah, every yeah. time you moved your army. <laughs> they're next level now. Yeah, with they're the awesome. Cadian ones. They're awesome. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, this is this unit has quite a, a f- number of, of options available yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, and then otherwise, it's just... Th- I guess something that we should discuss is sort of the viability of a heavy weapons team versus a heavy weapons squad in an infantry squad. Yeah. Since those are, like, the two ways to take these weapons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, what, there's a heavy bolter. Yeah, there's heavy bolter. Auto cannon. Laz cannon, mortar, missile launcher, missile launcher. I don't say that because I don't, you don't, you shouldn't. Yeah, you, you're in- unless they drop the. Did they drop the points? They may They'd have, have to drop the points a lot. I think 
It wasn't a lot, but I think Until they did I, drop them. Like at 10 points, maybe? Yeah. Or maybe like, I don't know, even at 10 points, I... Just take not. something else? Yeah, I'd still probably take a, a LAS cannon instead of a missile launcher. Yeah, so the LAS cannon... It seems like that's the smart choice yeah. for an anti-tank. Last cannon, perfect squad. anti-tank. Yeah, it's um, if you're thinking it going against heavy infantry, mm-hmm. auto cannon. Yeah, is a cool option because it does the two damage. It's got yeah. two shots. Yeah, I would um, say taking the auto cannon is more viable than taking heavy bolter. Yeah, because um, it is a lot more points. I yeah. mean, a lot more in the context of like. The heavy bolter's like five or eight points They're so or something. Cheap, yeah. The auto cannon I know was like fourteen or fifteen. Sorry, it Games Workshop. Like yeah. Um But like if you think about, you know, Primaris Marines or Terminators or whatever, it's like yeah. I'd kinda rather have strength seven two damage mm-hmm. than um strength five one damage. It's even though you damage. get that extra shot. Yeah. The two damage is where it's at. It's because you're taking down heavy infantry yeah. or medium heavy infantry in yeah. a single shot, which is like is it's the same it's chance of them failing and it's an armor got save. Forty-eight inch range. That's, as that's to what 36, I was going to say. So you can keep it back and keep it safe. Yeah. If you want, if you're taking it in, so this comes on to what you're saying about like, do you take them as a heavy weapons team right. or do you take them in your infantry squad? Um, the auto cannon's awesome if you want. Auto cannon, last cannon are awesome if you want to take them in a heavy weapons team. Mm-hmm. Because you can keep them stationary, yep. keep them 48 inches away. Yep. When you issue your orders, you're only thinking about your order in, in the sense of like what is going to fit my heavy weapons team. Right. Um, so that's awesome. It gives it that singular function yeah. the way that putting it on an infantry squad wouldn't. Because oftentimes yeah. you're using infantry squads in a very um, utilitarian not, yeah. way. You're trying to... You're trying to get them up the board or hold an objective. Right. Or just screen or screen. Or throw them at something. And that means that like that heavy weapons squad is sometimes not being fully utilized. Yeah. Whereas a heavy weapons team, yeah. they're devoted to the purpose of that yeah. gun. With the downside being obviously there's no um there's no protection for them. One right. you know, the first wound is on a heavy weapons team. Yeah. Um and unfortunately I I understand why it is the way it is, as far as them being a single two-wound model. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's kind of a bummer, because, like, a weapon that does D3 damage and would kill one guardsman could also kill two as a heavy weapons team. Yeah. Um, Which doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah. But the way the model's built, it's like... What else are they going to do? Yeah, yeah. With the old models, it was cool, because they were separate. And you Mm -hmm. could lose your loader and not lose your gunner. Sure. But it is what it is. It's fine. Yeah, and I really like the sort of, like, diorama set piece that's look of yeah. heavy weapons That's team. what makes it, like... Acceptable. Acceptable yeah. to me, yeah. As you can decorate your bases, you can throw on sandbags and yeah. all that. They're so cool. Um, so, mortar, another great option. Yeah, mortar, that, yeah, mortar teams yeah, can hide be them in the back. If you, the, the fact that you can put a unit like that out of line of sight mm-hmm. and the range they have means that, like... You know, the mortar isn't, like, the highest damage output, but yeah. I think the the fear of a weapon that can ignore line of sight yeah. at that range is, like, something to be considered no matter yeah. what. So. And they do put out, you know, it's D6 shots each if you've it's got... a lot of shots. You know, if you've got three of them or whatever. Yeah. I know, like, I feel like at the beginning of 8th, there was this whole thing of people, like, 
mortars are insane. And I remember yeah. you and I did the math, and we were like, why would you, like, you're really, you're not going to take 90 mortar teams. Like, yeah. it's still not. It's not that good. It's not good enough that you want to endure. You don't want to put yourself through that. Yeah, you don't want to roll that many dice for no reason yeah. is, is what it but comes down to. they're a cool option. Very cool For option. sure. Yep. Um, I love the... I, I have some modeled. I haven't painted them, but like... I love the I love the way they look. Yep. I love the way they fit into the story yeah. of, a, of a human army. Yeah, for sure. And um, and I think... And they serve a super, super useful role. Yeah, they, they've always... I mean, like, when you think about, like, a real-world army... Right. Mortars are, right. like, this terrifying support thing for infantry. Yeah. And if you think about, like, in most real-world encounters, you're dealing with, like imperial guard level human beings in a, in a right. fight in the real right. world. And if you're Mortars thinking scary in that right. regard, for sure. Yeah. If you're doing like chaos cultists versus guard or yeah. like whatever. Yeah. The mortars. Which super is cool. That's super what cool. a mortar was designed for. It's yeah. an anti-personnel weapon that can be a big blast like that. I think maybe like, depending on what I was going for with my army, like mm -hmm. what my other things were, I might throw a mortar in an infantry squad. For five points, mm -hmm. like I'm willing to to eat that minus one because I've got d6 shots and it's five points. Yeah, if I'm just looking for a cheap heavy weapon, it is not too expensive for yeah. what they do. Yeah, like if I think they're gonna my if I think my infantry squad, I know we're getting a little off topic, but just talking heavy weapons. If I think my squad's gonna be stationary, but I want a heavy weapon, mm -hmm. I'd probably go last cannon. Mm -hmm. If I think my squad's gonna be mobile, but I want some options. To like put out a bit more firepower. Yep. I might go mortar because then I've got thirty six inch range and I can shoot at something the squad can't see. Yep. And I can hope that maybe the minus one is offset by getting a good roll on my shots. Mm -hmm. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna keep them stationary, I'm, I'll I'd go heavy weapon team. Yeah. And I'd probably do a mix of auto cannons, last cannons, mortars, depending on what else is in my army. Yeah. Like, yeah. if I'm taking lots of Lehman Russ mm -hmm. with battle cannons, I'd probably take last cannon heavy weapons teams. Because mm -hmm. I think the battle cannon... Obviously, we'll talk about that in a minute. The battle cannon... Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Your heavy weapons teams are awesome. Yep. And you can pick any weapon you want to complement the rest of your army. The rest army, of your army, yeah. Which is fantastic. And and they're cheap, too. They're I mean, cheap. Any, that's the, they're cool. I think you'll find, going through this book, and, and like it was when we did the fast attack one, mm -hmm. Astro Militarum options are just so affordable yeah. that, like, nothing feels, like, super, right. like, a waste of, of taking yeah. or whatever, so... Yeah, exactly, because, like, yes, they're not going to perform, like, crazy well, but... You're not paying, a bit, you know, yeah, you're not 300 going like, oh, points. Oh, God, I spent 300 yeah. points on this unit. It's not doing anything. There is a unit that that's like happen. that. We'll get on to that later. <laughs> it That can and and will happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway, um, that's heavy weapon squads. I think they're yeah. a great viable option. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the strength of Astra Militarum heavy support choices come in down to the fact that they're affordable enough that they're their performance matches their points yeah. value, I would say. And if you're going, like, just to touch on it briefly, I think if you're taking Cadian, obviously, mm. heavy weapons teams get that extra buff of the reroll ones. Or everything. Um, or reroll everything order, if you order them, exactly. so good. So, like, you know, on your mortars, your las cannons, your auto cannons, rerolling everything. Yep. I, you know, 
It's real good. I'm not mad at it. I ain't mad at that at all. Um, so the next option, and I mm-hmm. this is this is a real hero unit. Yeah. I think personal fave, personal fave of mine as well. The basilisk. Mm-hmm. Um, so the basilisk is uh, for those of you who who somehow don't know, basilisk is a. Uh, Basically, just a, a giant artillery cannon on treads. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the um, Earthshaker cannon, which has a, a staggering profile. Um, it, yeah. The range is 240 inches. It's a lot. So, you know, if you need someone three tables over in a different mm-hmm. game to start taking damage... Maybe you're playing Apocalypse. Yeah, y- you've got Basilisk. Playing on a, on a quadruple-sized table. Exactly. They, they, they're they designed to be in games like that. A tangent, I remember when we were younger, there was mm-hmm. the Armageddon event, mm-hmm. and I remember watching a game... Um, this was still like super early days. I remember my mom took me to the keep in yep, Brunswick. The keep, yeah. And they were doing a multi-table event mm-hmm. where you could like affect other games, and they yeah. were like, if you had a basilisk, you were allowed to shoot like in support of the Imperium on another table, right? And I just remember thinking, like, what a cool touch to really give some like use to that range. Yeah, it's fantastic. To be, like, Obviously, it's just to show that it's artillery. Yeah. But to be like, hey, let's do a narrative thing where we can actually be like, yeah, it's artillery. It's off the field. Exactly. Um, I think yeah. that that's that. There are moments like that where they wrote a rule to sort of compensate for like. <laughs> so the gun, it's strength nine. It's AP minus three. It's D3 damage. It's 2D6. Pick the highest for number of shots. For number of shots. which The is... profile, I think, complements Katachin's or Cadian's beautifully yep with katachins you're almost i hate to say guaranteed because we all know you're gonna roll double one every time (laughs) but you're almost guaranteed to get a good number of shots you are um you know you roll a two and a three and you're whatever i'll re-roll one of them because katachin and i pick the highest yeah and and you're gonna get and historically you you have gotten i almost always get six shots yeah you've almost always gotten six shots which is like you know (coughs) what happens next might disappoint you, but right. the I mean that's the thing. The profile, it looks it it looks terrifying. It looks horrifying. But you know, realistically I think you get what you pay for. I it's a hundred so point vehicle. Yep. You know, you typically will get a couple of wounds through. Yeah, you're getting um, one very big gun. You know? On a manned by people who are average shots. Yeah. So, but there is the stratagem to reroll hits. Yep. Um which is awesome. Yep. There's also, um, to touch on it, well, we can talk about the Vigilist stuff later, but there is a Vigilist, um, just to give it the context, there's a Vigilist stratagem, which lets them shoot twice, if Mm -hmm. I recall correctly. You can fire one weapon twice. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're running, like, a brigade or something, you have 500 command points, (laughs) and you don't mind throwing three or four or whatever it is at a Basilisk each turn. Yep. Shooting twice, re-rolling, re-rolling hits. Hits is like, and if it's on a Katachin, it's very good. Massive yeah. number of shots. I think the thing with the Basilisk, I think it's got the weird thing of the battle tank, which we'll obviously talk about later. Mm-hmm. Where the gun, like, you look at it and you think it's like a vehicle killer, yeah, but it's kind of not. It's a heavy infantry. Yeah, it's more like a, a heavy infantry, infantry killer. Yeah, gun. It's really good against things like Terminators yeah. and in. Uh, 
Primera Space Marines yeah. and stuff like that. Anything with, with two wounds. Yeah. Toughness four or yeah. less. Like you're wounding it on twos. And I think that's you're what. You're hopefully going to put through. It fits the fluff of what it, it is. It totally fits the fluff. Because oh. you imagine this massive crater and then yeah. just everything that was in it. It's awesome. And then obviously you want to complement that weapon, but with a heavy flamer in the hull. Just throw a quick heavy flamer in there yep. for that additional long range yep. firepower. Yeah, um, that's what you want. The the um, secondary weapon is whatever. I wish you honestly. I wish you didn't have to take it. Yeah, I do because too. it takes it from what should just be a hundred point artillery vehicle to a to hundred and eight point. Yeah, yeah. But I get why. Like for a fluff reason. If you're on an armored artillery, like, you want... There'd be some backup you know, gun. Yeah, it reminds me of the, whatever, like, the priest mobile artillery thing that the British yeah. had, and it, yeah, you yeah. know, would have a machine gun or whatever. Like, you don't want to leave the crew unguarded. Right, and in any vehicle like this, there's at least usually one, like, pintle-mounted yeah. weapon or something like that. We do have to think about, yes, it's the 41st Monium, but I think that we do have to consider OSHA regulations. Of course. Regarding workplace safety. Of course. And a heavy bolter in the hull is kind of the bare minimum. It's the bare minimum. Yeah. As long alongside, you know, the hard hat requirements. That, yeah. Um because those shells The Katachins are constantly getting fined for that. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, those heavy gloves. You need those yeah. or you're gonna burn your hands. Those big guns, they generate a lot of energy and heat and you, mm -hmm. you gotta And they careful. never tire. And they never tire. Big guns. Never. The, Onto the wyvern, yep. or wyvern, uh, however you like to say it. Which I've, I've heard I both. love, mm -hmm. but I also think it's probably not great, mm -hmm. like from a pure efficiency standpoint. But okay. I do think it's cool. I think it's very um, cool. Anyone who isn't familiar, it's a, it's the same chassis as the basilisk. Yep. Um, the, it's essentially the chimera It's the chassis. chimera chassis, yeah. Yeah. Um, so stats, same stat line, um, but the main gun it has is uh, like a four-barreled mortar. It's like a mega mortar. Yeah, so it's, it's heavy 4d6, yep. and it's got it's strength four, so it's a point higher strength than the mortar, and it can reroll failed wound rolls. Yep. And the reason I think that's awesome is that if you use the reroll hits on it mm -hmm. and the double shooting... You could really like you, you could, could do some damage to horde armies, yeah. Like any like necrons or orcs or um, tyrannids where they're taking anything with a low armor save too. Low armor save, yeah. Um, you know, toughness three or four, yep. And like the a big unit size, yep. To having essentially eight d six shots rerolling hits and wounds was like crazy, yeah. Um, it ignores line of sight, and I'm pretty sure that the there's a Vigilus Warlord trait or relic that allows models within like a certain distance of the Warlord to ignore the cover saves, mm. to ignore the cover bonus. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like, I think that's really cool. I think it's awesome. 8d6 shots or whatever. Obviously, it's a little bit harder to hide a tank than to hide a mortar squad. Sure. But you can still get it out of line of sight and you have... Can. A, a thing that's putting out a ton of anti-infantry fire. Yeah, this is this tank is more effective than four mortar team uh, mortar guns because of the right reroll. But and wound it's rolls. a lot more points. It's a lot more points because it's yeah. more resilient. I would yeah. assume. But the gun, uh, I'm j I just mean to say, the gun is yeah. actually better. In a straight up comparison of yeah. four regular mortars to the quad. Yeah, 
Yeah. I think it's really cool. It's got stratagems that can buff it, unlike yep. a heavy weapons team. Yep. It's got the mobility if you, like, desperately need to move it yeah. or whatever. It's got a 12-inch move. I, I will also... I love it. ...say I think it's super cool. Yeah. Um, as well as the next one, I think it's super cool. But I, I wanted to um, say that a recurring rule that we should uh, touch on for these, and this mm-hmm. is really important for competitive play... Oh, the is, vehicle uh, squadron. ...that these vehicles all exist with the vehicle squadron rule, which means yeah. that you can actually take more than one in for a single uh, heavy yeah. support slot. Um, so you can take up to so in competitive play yeah. we don't really worry too much about this we don't games. personally but, but if you're someone important. who plays competitively yeah. and you there's the rule of three yep. which is that still beta but i mean everyone's doing it everyone's doing it yeah. i'm not sure if it's still um, beta so you not, can yeah. get around that with the guard stuff which i know a lot of people complain about i don't it's like grow up i'm not grow upset up. about it i'm not upset about you it. child <laughs> you bone you from tabletop giant, tactics yeah bone had a a tangent about this when they first brought up the rule of three because he thought that vehicle squadrons just don't just take three crisis suits then only i feel like he thought it was defying the the spirit of it but i actually think it feels very intentional the spirit of it yeah because guard are supposed to be able to bring armor up the wazoo like if i could only bring three lehman rust tanks yeah I would just bring more, and if they kicked me out of the tournament, I'd say, "Wow, oh, well. this is a lame tournament." <laughs> it was dumb. Yeah, um, do you pee, have a narrative section, please? You you pee on the table, and yeah. then you'd leave, and then I'd go to the narrative and fluff section. Yeah, the the thing is, um, I think that it it perfectly fits Astro yeah. Militarum to be able to take that much armor. That's yeah. like part of their whole thing. I feel like realistically, I probably wouldn't take more than three wyverns. Or ba- I might take four basilisks. I, I if can I was see myself feeling taking saucy. more than three basilisks yeah. for sure, because basilisks have so much. I might take four. Uh, universal utility. Yeah. Whereas, like a wyvern, probably only two wyverns. A wyvern's more specialized. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one we'll talk about is a little more specialized. Yep. But the basilisk is like it's pretty much good at whatever it's doing. Yeah. You just it can take out vehicles in a pinch. Yep. It can take out infantry. Yep. And it's better at those things yeah. than a lot of other yeah. options here. Yeah. The only t- time I'd... Yeah. I mean, but the the Wyvern is great as well. Yeah. No, it's great. I, like, honestly, I was going to say the only time I'd take a Wyvern is, like, if I knew I was facing a Horde. But realistically, I would take it if I had if I had it painted. If you had it painted. I would take it. Yeah. Um, if I had the points, you yeah. know? I might drop a couple, you know, Lehman Russ from what I've been doing on the channel and Get my wyverns in there. Yeah. Because, you know, when are you not going to face infantry? And realistically, the like, guard infantry suck at taking out enemy infantry. Yeah, they're not there for that, really. Yeah. They're, they're, they're more... basically there to try to keep the enemy from getting in close combat with your tanks. Yeah. And to take objectives. That's that's really why you take guard infantry. Yep. And they're very valuable for that. They're perfect. As a, as a countermeasure, as a way to shore up that issue yeah the wyvern is like a perfect solution yeah. to that because it's yeah. like it has the damage output that you need to yeah. have like anti-infantry killing potential or anti-horde killing potential yeah. specifically and it's cool and it's super cool and i think all these are really super the cool. next one is actually it's one of those that uh the hydra let's just talk about it let's it's, not allude to it yep we're talking about it's it. the hydra we're in it same chassis again yep um this one is an anti fly anti-inflammatory this is an anti-inflammatory vehicle yeah um anything that has the inflammatory keyword (laughs) uh no anything with the fly keyword 
you get a plus one um, to hit. To hit, yes. Which is very. But it's a minus good. one to hit against anything without fly. Sure. But so many armies have things with fly. So, basically, all non-imperium armies. You're really gonna get their vehicles of fly utility out of that. Yeah. And so what it is is it's um, it has I believe two. Does it have two of its those things? Two of the it's equipped with a yeah. hydra quad cannon, right? And it's heavy cannon, eight, which is a heavy it's a eight quad weapon. auto cannon, heavy eight, strength seven, damage two. Yep. So like against your flyers that have the minus one yep. or whatever, you're still hitting on fours, and it's got seventy two inch range. Mm-hmm. It is very good i love it i love that against like sit those at the back of your line i remember against like venoms and i'm i was nervous that's what it was (laughs) every every time you brought the hydras i became nervous yeah and it was when you when i was fighting with my towel because (laughs) all my all my battle suits had the fly keyword which meant you were but they don't have a minus one Except right? the stealth suit, they don't have the hard to hit rule. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're just hitting my whole well, army. That's the great thing is like you know things like anything that's got the hover keyword but doesn't have hard to hit or the fly keyword rather, but not hard to hit. You're it's like the only thing in guard that hits on a three. Yeah, it's so good, and it's not a bad gun. It's it's almost universally appealing because almost every army has yeah. something with the fly keyword. Again, it's one that I would take. I might take two of. Mm-hmm. I don't see myself necessarily taking. Like, I don't see myself taking more necessarily. Yeah, because I think at that point, I think two is enough because it's like you're really the enemy is going to focus it to try to get rid of them because it's a threat, and then like that, they're cheap enough that you're like, okay, I can sacrifice that to take that fire off of another heavy support option. Yeah, yeah. Or they don't focus it, and then you've they're there, and they're just this constant issue for anyone that has a fly keyword in abundance. They, and the fact that they have a 72-inch range, you just sit them at the back of your army. Mm-hmm. Um, flyers are often able... You're able to see them yep. regardless of where they are. Yep. Um, they're really threatening to things like that. They'll mm-hmm. make you nervous. Yeah. I can speak from experience. And again, they have the vehicle <laughs> squadron rule. So yep. in a competitive setting, you can take a whole bunch. Take nine. I think that... Exactly. Spend a thousand points on Hydras. I think... That the Hydra is an incredibly viable option. Me too. Um, and Me I think that too. that has been the case of everything we've spoken of thus far. Oh yeah, I mean that's the the thing for me with Guard is I feel like they don't have any units that are like insane. Mm-hmm. But every unit, I'm like, yeah, I could use that. Yeah. Here, the thing about Guard, none of their units are a Hemlock Wraith fighter. Wait, Guard can't take the Hemlock. Guard can't take the Hemlock. Are you kidding? I just painted up nine. What I mean to say is that guard don't have anything that has the nature of a hemlock wraith fighter in that it is basically just good against everything in every circumstance. Eric, I just put Katachin pilots in all my hemlocks. I I wish I'd known you were doing that. It was supposed to be a surprise. It Well, thank you, but it's just that that doesn't it's going to be a no for me. No, though. it's fine. I'm sure I can return them. So, um, the next thing is the Manticore. One of my favorites. Another um, excellent heavy weapon platform. Mm-hmm. It's Again, it's on the Chimera platform, but, but for some reason, it has seven. an extra point of toughness. Uh, in the fluff, they don't. it doesn't say anything on the page, but I think elsewhere in the book it talks about it. 
the manticores are like ancient mm. um and like very moody mm-hmm. so like, like the machine spirit yeah so like they're constantly trying to placate the machine spirit so that it will like fire yeah and sometimes it just doesn't and so mm-hmm. i think that's why it has such like a random it's 2d6 shots yeah um so it's, it's, like, it's very random it might fire yeah 12 or it might fire two two so uh, but it's great for again yeah. katachin like yeah the thing it's all yeah. day anything i mean definitely this is a katachin oriented gun yeah. like you want katachins for these um and the manticore um and also the the next one will read the death strike yeah. these these platforms, it, it, it's funny how, like, you can kind of, you know, you're already taking, like, a huge gun like an Earthshaker cannon. It feels like you can just keep getting bigger <laughs> and then also more random. Yeah. Like, the, the guard have this funny thing where, like, they can make guns bigger, but the yeah. reliability goes down. The Manticore is another that, I, again, I think is an, it's a heavy infantry and medium infantry yeah. killer that you can use on vehicles. I agree. In a pinch. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't even say in a pinch. D3 damage isn't bad. No. It's just not, like... It's not reliable the way that a right. D6 is. Um, Because with a D6, like, if you roll that a 2 or whatever, you're like, of course I'm going to re-roll and go for, you know, higher, and you might get a 6. Right. Whereas on your D3, like, it's it feels like a waste of a command point, because you're like, well, it can only average ever be says so I'm probably going to get maybe a 2. Yeah, one more Like, 2 damage, damage, that is. yeah, yeah. That's not. It's just. Not it doesn't that feel like as big a. Yeah. Like if I'm like oh, I'm I'm gonna probably get two or three more points of damage. Yeah. Of course I'll reroll. That's that's honestly why I love the auto cannons flat damage yeah. too. Yeah. Instead of being D three, you don't have to think about it. You just don't have to think about yeah. it. You're like I will reliably put out the average of a D three yeah. shot every time. It's, it's great. Yeah. It's um. Great. But the Manticore is strength ten. It's two D six shots. Yep. Um, it can 120 only, inch range. 120 inch range. So, it can only fire four times per game. Yeah. But realistically, like, hopefully, on turn five, mm-hmm. you've done enough. Yeah. That you can just like use your manticore to try to I don't like rush for line breaker or yep, something. Rush for line breaker. Uh, cap a random objective. Yeah. Set an objective. Just charge an something. infantry unit to tie it up. Whatever. There, there's a bunch of, like, weird backline... Or if you throw a heavy flamer on it, suddenly it can just be, like, some weird <laughs> aggressive chassis. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's so cool, though. I, I think... I, I totally agree. I think that four turns of shooting that gun are good enough. Yeah. Like, it's worth For its what points. you pay. Yeah. They d- d- I think they did give it a, a price hike, mm. which put it to the point for me of almost being like, please don't put it any higher, because then it would then I would just take more Basilisk. Yeah. And I don't want to not take the Manticore. Yeah, everyone already takes so Well, that was Basilisks. the thing, is when they when they hiked the Manticore, I was like, why? Yeah, they Who just... was spamming the Manticore? Right, because it seems like people were spamming Basilisks. Yeah. And that, that just supports the idea yeah. that you should. So it's like... And I remember, too, on Tabletop Tactics, there was a game with Guard where the Colonel brought, like, nine Basilisks, and it sucked. Yeah. And, yeah, like, yeah. I just remember because... When the Guard Codex came out, Lawrence and Chef sat down to, like, tear into it for three hours about yeah. how OP it was. Yeah, yeah, And the, like, every time the Guard are on that channel, they suck. They don't suck. do well, yeah. They, don't, they typically just don't yeah. do well. And another thing... <laughs> it's like... Another thing, too... That, it's just funny. 
is interesting to me about the basilisk is that it's AP improved yeah. um, from the index. It went from yeah. AP minus two to AP minus three. Oh, and what's interesting about that is that I actually don't think it even needed that. Like, no, I'm not saying that the basilisk is too good. I'm not saying it's that nice, but it probably wasn't. It was almost like it was like a, a luxury upgrade. Yeah. Like it was like, well, sure, yeah. but it's basically we'll put the, we'll put the nice the leather seats in there and the yeah. AP minus three. Yeah, that's it. Feels like that's what they did, and it's yeah. a really weird choice, I think, because like not only does it seem a little inconsistent with the way that the game's crunch logic works with like missiles and rockets, because yeah. AP is usually two on those things. Yeah, um, but also it it just feels like an unnecessary upgrade. Like yeah. the gun is good enough. And if anything, you I could... mean, maybe it's cause they wanted to be like, this is an, this is an anti heavy infantry gun. And they were thinking in terms of like, get force terminators to and, take their involvement and stuff to be on their involvement. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, that's fair, fair enough. enough. I think it's, it doesn't have the shot volume where I think like it's where I think it becomes a problem. I don't if think the it's manticore good. were 130 points and AP minus three. I would be, a... be like, be a little much. That's too much. And much. I wouldn't even say price hike it at that point. I'd say drop the AP. Yeah, just drop the AP back. Because even price hiking it then, I think it's it's one of those weird situations that I think a lot of units end up in where like they're too good for their points, yeah. but a points hike makes them too many points. Right. And you just have to make them not as good, but yeah, keep if them you the could same just, points. If you could just take a stat lower yeah. stat instead yeah i think that makes things more interesting like yeah. i don't want the manticore to be so good and yeah. it's so expensive the manticore i think is in a and it's in a perfect spot right now yeah. for what it is i could also be happy with it dropping a couple points because yeah. like yeah. it's a it's a, all over the place with its drop volume it's so random um it's just but so it's a random. great gun yep it doesn't um i'm not 100 sure we don't have the vigilance book on hand so correct us if we're wrong I think only the Wyvern and the Basilisk can use this the artillery company strats from Vigilus. Mm. I don't think that the Manticore or any it? of the other tanks we've talked about can. Mm. Um I know for sure that I could be wrong on that, but I know that the um the reroll all hits one is specifically a Wyvern or a Basilisk. Mm. Um and I can't recall if the Vigilus formation excuse me, specialist detachment. Yeah. Um, has those same restrictions i think it might i would yeah i would need to look at i'd it be sure i'd be shocked if you could double shoot a manticore that would be very good yeah yeah um, um i would certainly do it if i could if i could because then like you know you it lets you get more of those shots out and then say it gets destroyed in turn two or three or whatever you're like well i still got to fire it twice or whatever yeah um but yeah so that's the Manticore. Again, very viable. Something to consider. Um, and this is the first vehicle so far that is the case. It does not have vehicle squadrons. It does not. Which means you can only take three in a competitive setting. I think that's perfectly reasonable. For yeah, I, I, would, I would never see myself taking, taking more. Taking nine Manticores in a competitive setting... Uh, It'd be bizarre. It would be bizarre. It would probably... Against I mean, armies, it might be, be devastating, fine, but but just from like an army composition standpoint, it wouldn't wouldn't look that cool. No, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, the the limited number of them and of the death strike, which is the next one we'll talk about, yeah, is like part of the story of the army. Yeah. They yes, the guard can mass produce tanks forever, but yeah. certain ones are specific repurposed old models that yeah. they just. And unless your army is like a themed artillery company or whatever, yeah. you know, 
Which would be cool if you're doing an apocalypse thing and you bring, you're like, I'm going to bring a 1,500-point artillery company. Yeah. And it's going to be, like, manticores, basilisks. Yeah. And, like, some infantry cool. to, you know, act as, like, crew or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. If you just take infantry to be, like, the reserve troops that are, right. like, with it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. That would be really cool. So, okay. So, that's the manticore. Yep. Next vehicle, Death Strike. Yep. The Death Strike is a very interesting this is the only unit. one that i would never take i probably wouldn't either but i think it's hilarious it's so funny i think it's hilarious it's it's got the same extra point of toughness as a yep. manticore it cannot be taken in vehicle squadrons nope. like a manticore its primary weapon is incredibly <laughs> strange and i feel like we just need to read what it does yep. so it's got 200 inch range uh heavy 3d6 it's called a death strike missile uh heavy 3d6 it has no strength, AP, or damage value. Um, so here, the the rule for this this yep. weapon: this weapon can only be fired once per battle. This weapon can target units that are not visible to the bearer. Each time you hit the target with the, this weapon, it suffers a mortal wound. After resolving all damage on the unit, roll a d6 for every other uh, unit within six inches of the unit. On a four plus, that unit also suffers d3 mortal wounds. <laughs> So basically, it just does a big blanket of mortal wound potentially. Yeah. Um, an important uh, distinction also is that it has another special rule called the hour is nigh. The, de the death strike missile cannot be fired normally in the shooting phase or during Overwatch. In one of your shooting phases, if you uh, wish to fire the death watch, the death strike missile, roll a d6 and add the battle round number. If the result is eight or more, you can fire the Death Strike missile during this shooting phase. For example, in the third battle round, roll a five up. Uh, a roll of five up would be needed to fire the Death Strike missile. <laughs> so basically, your chances of firing the missile go up every turn, and yeah. you're unable to fire it the first. Realistically, turn. unless you're super lucky, yeah. you're not firing this until turn five. Yeah, it's it's very likely you'll and be by that firing time, this at the end of the game. If you need this. At that point in, in turn game. five, you've lost the game it's already. A, you're in a weird spot. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so it's a very, it's a hilarious, it's so weapon. funny. It's a hilarious weapon. If you get it though on turn two or something, yeah, and you just like roll really well and just blow up like a knight or a land yeah. raider. Yeah. So, so <laughs> the thing, the thing about this weapon is that it has some of the most outrageous potential damage. Mm -hmm. So, because it's heavy, three d six. The way that the rule works is that every time you hit, you're causing a mortal wound yeah. on the target. But again, like, guard ballistic skill. It's it's pants. So, on average, uh, I guess if you're Katachin, again, you would be getting... Yeah, maybe the higher end, higher of, end of that. But let's say you roll threes and fours, or whatever, yep. and you get, like, 11 or 12 shots. Yep. You hit with five or six. Yep. And then that and maybe would be that there's many some more units wounds. nearby, and you do a few more. You do a few more. That's your average is about five wounds, five or six mortal wounds on on your initial target. Yeah. So and you're you know your opponent is always going to be playing Dark Eldar, <laughs> Ulthway. They'll be getting that or minus on the hit, minus and they'll two just to hit. get. They'll, even if you hit, they'll just get their five up to ignore wounds. Yep, they'll just be ignoring, and you won't do anything. So. Another thing that I think is important to mention <laughs> in um, in relation to this this uh, unit is there's a stratagem specific to them, which I think oh, is incredibly yeah, yeah. cool. 
The Vortex thing. It's called the Vortex Missile. It's three CP. Uh, Not the end of the world if you're guard. That's true. So guard have a ton. This is a very expensive stratagem, and I think it's only even kind of viable because guard have Mm -hmm. access to so many CP. So use this stratagem before you fire a death strike missile. You can re-roll failed hit rolls for this shot. In addition, add one to the roll made to determine whether other units within six inches are hit. So on a three-up, you'd be hitting adjacent units. If a model is wounded but not slain by the attack, roll another dice. On a six, the model suffers a further d6 So, If you're using a death strike, you should be using that. There's... (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely, I'm upset with you if you've chosen why not to you use, use Vortex. Why didn't you use that, Jesse? Yeah, why, Jesse? J- damn it! Why, why didn't you use that? Unbelievable. Um, I'm canceling the podcast. I'm, I'm kidding, Jesse. We we know you have hadn't had any opportunity to use it. Uh, the Vortex, I am canceling the podcast, though. Right. The Vortex missile stratagem, I think, is is really one of the only ways to even make the death strike even kind of worth taking. Um it's it's a hilarious it, yeah. unit and that's a really good It's a really, it's a good, really good augmentation. Yeah. So and and the idea is like literally it's it's this weird ancient missile thing that's <laughs> opening up a warp hole when it where it blasts, which is I love that. I love that. It's so <laughs> it's so fun. I um, mean honestly like if you've got the points Yeah. And it's the kind of game where you can get away with if it. If it's like a fun game, take three, do it. <laughs> I I want to see that happen. Yeah. That's so funny to me. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then just blow nine CP on making that happen yeah. three times. It's why not? Fine. And realistically, like you could also re-roll the die to see if it shoots. Yes, you could. Like if you're just rolling in CP. Yep. Which a lot of guard players Go are for it. A lot of guard players are taking detachments on top of their brigade so it's yeah. like let's say you start a game with 17 cp and you're farming cp all game it's yeah. like why not yeah why not <laughs> and in that case too i mean you can afford to take a death strike or maybe yeah. even two but have fun have fun have fun with it the death strike is fun it's, if you're taking a death strike have fun with have it. fun with you're it. gonna have fun with it uh uh Speaking from like a tournament perspective, don't take a death strike. It's please. incredibly risky. I I would not ever recommend doing no. such a thing, unless uh, you're playing with me in the fun and narrative section of the tournament, right? Because you got kicked out for bringing too many. Exactly, exactly. So now, now this is where this is where we're really this is get started. My favorite unit in. Warhammer 40,000. I don't blame you. Hands down. I don't blame you. So, I'm talking about the Torox Prime. <laughs> you've skipped right ahead <laughs> to a unit we won't be discussing. Um, we're talking about the Lehman Russ Battle Tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. This is one of the most uh, multifunctional um, units in mm-hmm. in the game of Warhammer 40,000. It's iconic. It's iconic. Uh, it's... It's always been there. Mm-hmm. It's basically been unchanged as a mm-hmm. model since it first came I out. I feel like I remember it being a Space Wolves unit at one point. Interesting. Because the name... Like, I feel like when we started playing, I remember a friend of ours who played Space Wolves having a Lehman Russ variant. 
Maybe they did. Someone tell me if that's true or if I'm making that up. That would be very interesting. I definitely had a bunch. I remember with their awful pewter weapons. Yep. So, like, the I weapon recall. was always breaking off. I recall that. Yeah. What a fun time we had as children. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about the Lehman Russ. Yeah, so the Lehman Russ is... Um, it's got a very robust chassis mm-hmm. um, with a toughness 8 on a model that size. I love that. That's incredible. I love that. 12 wounds, chunky, solid. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a great, durable tank. Yep. And a 3-up save. It's, love it. It's, it's just so, it's so good. Yep. Um, and then on top of that, it has... Um, its main gun, mm. uh, it has a ton of options Yes, here. it does. So, let's go through them. Let's. Uh, start with the battle cannon. The, the, the utility option. Utility, ubiquitous yep. battle cannon. You really, really cannot go wrong with this gun. I, I, I'm going to go up, come out and say it. Uh, it. I think it's the best option. It is. That's correct. If you have to choose one, you don't know what your opponent's taking. Yep. If you're just... Take all comers. Even if you do know what your opponent's taking. Most of the time, if you do know it. what your opponent's taking. <laughs> Battle cannon is... It's hard to beat. Yeah. It's hard to beat. Yep. It's got 72-inch range. Yep. Heavy D6. Love that. Strength 8. Perfect. AP minus 2. It's a good spot to be in. And damage D3. I love that as well. All of those stats... It's an all-rounder. ...are nice and beefy. You can wound heavy stuff. Yep. You can get through armor. Yep. You, you can, can put out relatively consistent damage. Yep. Because you combine that with the Lehman Russ's special rule grinding advance. Which is incredible. That's what brings these guys yeah. into... It's a rule that when it was first introduced was like, you know, ooh. Yeah. And now a lot of the D6 shot he- like main battle tank units have it, mm-hmm. where you can fire twice if you remain stationary or whatever, or under um, half your yeah. speed. With the Lehman Russ, it's if they move on half speed or less, they can fire twice. Yep, um, at the same target. That's awesome. Is two D six shots. It's so good, and seventy two inch range. Seventy two inch range, and they can move and fire without penalty. Yeah, the turret weapon. The turret weapon. So you can, can if you want to move, you can move up to five inches. Yep, moving up behind your infantry. Yep. Laying down a withering, a withering hail of fire. Of fire, it's fantastic. It's just so good. And with the battle cannon, you can take advantage of that really well because realistically, you don't have to move too much for seventy-two inch range. Yep. And then if you take into account taking Katachin, you're yep. re-rolling your, your re-rolling if you need both to. times. Yep, re-rolling both times. Uh, that's my interpretation. I, I can't find that I'm wrong anywhere. I think you're right. It's a separate round of shooting each time. Yep. I think you can re-roll each time. It's it's incredible. It's, it's incredible. very good. Because it gives you, with Katashin, it gives you the consistency yep. that you need with that low ballistic skill. Mm-hmm. You need to be hoping for those high shot volumes. Yep. So. It's everything you want. Yeah. In a, in a... It's everything you need. Yeah. It's everything inside of you that you wish you could be. Exactly. I... I you can see why this vehicle is the backbone of the Astra Militarum forces because mm-hmm. it's the perfect battle line troop mm-hmm. support vehicle. It's got the durability to survive return fire. Mm-hmm. It's got the range and damage output that you would want mm-hmm. in a battle line tank. And the best thing 
is if it gets charged by something, it can't, it can't fire, fire next that next turn. Yes. That's, is there anything better? That, to I me, mean, is what makes it an ideal unit to be moving up with your infantry. Yeah. Here's another great rule about oh, it that, no. that isn't sarcasm. Oh, okay. Um, if you take... Uh, a, is it a outrider detachment? A spearhead. Spearhead detachment. They get... Your Lehman Russes yep. gain the uh, boots on the ground rule, yep. essentially, and they act as troops when it, yep. when it comes to holding objectives, which means... It's so good. One Lehman Russ can hold an objective mm-hmm. against... Uh, and... Yeah. They have a specialist attachment. Yes, they do. They also have a, They have good. a very cool specialist attachment in Vigilist. We used it in that game that I lost terribly to your Eldar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did. But it's got some really cool strategy. There's the awesome one that lets you fail to do any mortal wounds and leaves you tied up in combat with a Wraith Lord. Yes. Um, yes. There's Preach. the Relic Battle Cannon that does a flat three. That's which is very so good. good. And you use it to great effect in I the did. game. It's very good. Because you were deleting a Wraith construct with yeah, every shot. With every shot. Which is incredible. I loved that. So, when you put that on a commander who's hitting on threes... Yeah. Well, in that game, you said it on fours because it was a late talk. Don't. But in in unmodified scenarios, yeah, it's very good. Hitting on threes, doing flat three damage yeah. with the battle cannon. Mm. Mm. The other, let's go over the other weapon yes, options. Yes, let's. Um, the, my personal favorite, which I have never used mm-hmm. since third edition, the exterminator auto cannon. Yep. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of a bummer. I feel like it needs more shots. Yeah. So they reduced. The effectiveness of it from 7th edition, right? Yeah. It had four shots originally. Yeah. And then it, they were like, okay, everything with Twin Linked was dub- just doubling its shots instead right. of getting rerolls to hit. The Exterminator lost rerolls to hit and didn't double its shots. Yeah, so the Exterminator autocannon maintained the same number of shots it had in 7th edition without benefiting from the new way that Twin Linked weapons work. Yeah. It, instead of becoming a heavy 8 weapon... Yeah, it just stayed a heavy four weapon. If it was heavy eight, I would. I mean, at heavy four, let's yeah. not let's not kid ourselves. With grinding advance, you get eight shots. Eight shots, strength seven, minus one two damage. It's decent. It's not bad. It's decent, but it's not. At it's more points it's than the not, battle cannon. It's not what you'd expect. For, it's not enough. Yeah. Yep. And like I can see the argument that yeah, if it had eight eight shots, mm-hmm. honestly, I. At eight shots, strength seven, minus one, two damage. I don't think it's too much because it's only forty-eight inch range. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. It's think a it's tough too many one. Shots either. Because then suddenly, with grinding advance, it's sixteen. Sixteen but becomes crazy. You've got BS four. Yeah. When you think about some other guns in the game that exist, it's not shocking. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to see it have like six shots. It would be interesting to to have it be like. Either six shots, mm-hmm. or just have it be like a flat ten, and then not get mm-hmm. grinding advance. I like six shots and grinding advance. Yeah, I like. It I too. think that makes it. It makes you. If it were the same points as a battle cannon. Yeah. And the thing, the other thing I want to say is, I don't think the battle cannon is ch- too cheap. I think mm-hmm. all the other guns are too expensive. Mm-hmm. I think the battle cannon, battle tank combo is the perfect price for that. Yeah, unit. I, agree. I agree. I think if the exterminator had six shots, yep. then I'd look at it and I'd be like. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Do I want the consistency 
of knowing with grinding advance, I'm going to be putting out 12 shots, yeah. strength seven, two Which damage. Or do I want to, Risk do I want the, the range yeah. offset by the randomness with the potential of the D3? Yeah. So like maybe I'm shooting a vehicle and I can hope for those sixes, fives and sixes to come up. Mm-hmm. I think at that point, then the exterminator, it's an option that you're like, you're weighing how does this complement what I have in my army? Yeah. Whereas now it's kind of like, oh, well, I'll yeah. just take a battle cannon. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. Four yeah. shots just isn't enough, and it makes enough. it it makes it literally just not be anything special. No. It's literally just two auto cannons put together. No. We're like, why do they even call it something? Right. Why isn't it just like a twin auto cannon? Twin auto cannon. Because and like the Predator auto cannon. I was just going to use that as an example. It's so much better. The Predator auto cannon does three a flat three damage. My yeah. God. Which is incredible. It's so good. And it's so good. I mean, like, that gun has become something remarkable. And isn't it, like, 2d3 or... Shots? Something d3 shots? I feel like it is, yeah. It's it's a... It's just better. It's, it's, it's very so, good. so good. The flat 3 damage is so good. It's very and we don't usually talk about Space Marine vehicles no. as being, like, contenders. No. But in this because, scenario... Because, like, in the grand scheme, as compared to an exterminator of Lehman Russ... That yeah. gun is very good. Yeah. In the grand scheme. Yeah, no, no, it's, yeah, but it's yeah. whatever. But the, the, when you think about also just comparing the fact that the uh, Exterminator autocannon, you're saying it's more points than the battle cannon? It was. Yeah. It may have changed and I have missed it. Yeah, I'm not it aware. It was a few points more. Which, well, that's not, it's not a lot. But for a gun that is like... It's not as good. It as doesn't the offer cannon. the utility yeah. of the battle cannon. Um, okay, so... I but, don't know why I skipped to that one. because well, I think it's because it's a personal favorite yeah. gun. Uh, I guess we should just go back in order. Yeah, let's just go back in order. So the Demolisher Cannon. Love this gun. Classic. 24-inch uh, range. It's a it's a short-range sort of... Just, mm-hmm. It's a beast. It's a... It's a absolute beast of a weapon so it's heavy d3 strength 10 mm-hmm. ap minus 3 damage d6 you guys would know this uh also from the space marine vanquisher if you're playing on a board with a lot of terrain yeah i feel like this gun is it's real good like if you know you can get your tank into 24 inch range yep. without having to take too much fire mm-hmm. which realistically you probably can do even even if the table doesn't have a crazy amount of terrain. Yeah. Strength 10. Yeah, strength 10. D6 damage. D6 damage. And if, and the, if there's five or more models in the unit, it becomes heavy D6. Yeah, it changes from heavy D3 to heavy D6. If you which can again, get, if you're attaching, yeah. you get to reroll that. And if you can get into that range, yeah. if you can set yourself up so that on the turn you get in range, you only had to move five inches, yep. and you're firing heavy 2 D6. You could reliably strength wipe out... 10. You could reliably wipe out <laughs> basically any kind of heavy infantry. Vehicles. And, and for Minus sure, three vehicles. D6 damage? Yeah, the D6 damage. I mean, and strength 10, you're wounding knights on threes. Yeah. But you have to get there. Is the well, problem. you gotta get there. And if you're if you're shooting a knight, obviously you're getting 2D, um, 2D3 shots. Right, it's not as many. So, but the fact that you have grinding like advance... Terminators? Yeah, the fact that you have grinding advance at all with that... Yeah. If you're getting 2d6 shots with Katachin... It's very good. I mean, you kill... You're gonna get a good number of shots. You wipe a unit of Bulgrins with that. Like... Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Bulgrins are... 
they don't. And Bolgrins are tough. Bolgrins die hard. Yeah. And that. Yeah. Is remarkable. Anything that could do that is remarkable. Yeah. Um, yep. So all that is to say, I think it's worth a look. I think it's. I think it's a very, very cool gun. Very cool. If gun. I think it's a shame that the um, demolisher. The old one, the Demolisher, was a separate battle, a uh, separate data sheet mm-hmm. to reflect the fact that it's two kits. Yes. I think it's a shame that they're not totally interchangeable. Mm-hmm. If they were, you'd see me running a lot of more Demolishers. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, most of the guns I wanted were in the the other kit, the standard Lehman Rust kit. Yeah, and they aren't interchangeable in an easy way. Right. You could set it up, and I have, I did on one to be swappable. Yeah, um, but it's got like it. It's a shame because obviously I don't have an equal number of demolisher cannons to the number of tanks I have because yeah, it's yeah. a different kit. So um, obviously the demolisher cannon is like a siege cannon. It's yeah, like a very short awesome. range designed to like blow yeah. up a building and yeah. everything in it. It's on the Vindicator. It's in the Hall of the Bamblade. Very cool. Very it's cool. awesome. Um, okay. Coming so up then, next, a gun that isn't awesome. <laughs> the Eradicator Nova Cannon. Yep. I actually can't even think. It's that really boxy looking one. Oh, I used it okay. one. I've used it actually a handful of times, especially in like index days, mm-hmm. um, where you could sort of get away with more. Yeah. Um, this one is strength six, AP minus two, D three damage. It's heavy D six. Yeah. Thirty six inch range, and it ignores cover. It ignores cover. So I, which think, is kind of like, uh, to me, the, look after looking at the battle cannon and the demolisher cannon. Yeah. This gun looks very underwhelming. The problem to for me is that the strength isn't is the strength so low. is too low. It's the so strength low. is too low. There's no way unless you're consistently playing on boards that are like lousy with cover. Yeah, and you know you always roll fives and sixes, <laughs> and you never face vehicles. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, it doesn't. It's so niche. I feel like it is incredibly niche, and I don't. I mean, obviously, for, like, narrative games, I think yeah. it's great that that's an option. Part of me wonders if this rule ought to have been redesigned for 8th edition, because when you think about how many armies in 7th, mm-hmm. a rule would be, like, this unit gains the benefit of cover, even if in the open. Yeah. While then, suddenly, negating cover is, like, Especially because of the nature of deal. cover in 7th yeah. edition. Right. But now it's, like, yeah. pfft, who cares? Yeah, that's like, just not that impressive. It basically just means situationally it becomes AP minus three. Yeah. It's which, situationally still crappier than a battle cannon. Yeah, it is. Because it the range is half. Yeah. A battle cannon. You have to get in close. It has the same number of shots. Yeah. Does the same damage. But it's a strength six versus it's strength a eight. A huge difference is in a utility. Massive difference. It's a huge difference. You're not wounding you're not wounding Marines on twos. Right. You know, you're not, you're going to struggle to wound anything but light vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it doesn't, if you're investing that much in the chassis, yep. you're not going to take so, a gun that's so, so specific. Right. You're going to look for that ignores cover stuff on something else. Mm-hmm. You're going to look to that specialist detachment, you know, and buff your artillery tanks. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to just try to get a volume of fire. Like, if you're going for the, the kind of thing you want to take strength six on, you're going to take another gun on here the Punisher cannon. Right. You know, you're just going to try to overwhelm it with firepower. Yeah. The Punisher cannon is so much better and, and performs 
a very different function to the yeah. guns we've the first two guns here. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it so valuable is the Eradicator Nova Cannon feels like it's a compromised design to the point where it's just compromised. Yeah. Like it's not I th- I think it's probably a case of the rules ne- need to be reimagined. Yeah. Um and maybe someday they'll come back and they'll readdress some of these data sheets. Yeah. That's got to be one of the least popular yeah. loadout options. It's a cool looking um, It is a cool looking piece yeah. of, on the kit though. Yeah. Um so okay, so the next one is the Executioner Plasma Cannon. I I love this one. I think they're super cool. But I don't I use one. I did I use it in the filmed game? No, I didn't. I no. hadn't painted it up yet. Yeah. It is painted now. Yeah, um, so it basically is a plasma cannon. It's a plasma cannon. But it's heavy D6 instead yep. of heavy D3. Um, it has the exact same stat line other than that's that. That's all. Other than, that's all uh, it is. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> the same other than that. Um, so th- that's cool. It's a really interesting one with grinding advance. With grinding advance. And if you have access to reroll ones. Yeah. Because at that point, it's like sh- it's shorter range than the battle cannon. Mm-hmm. But if you supercharge, it's basically like a really consistent battle cannon. Yeah. You're getting that two damage. And it's AP minus three yeah. versus two, which yeah. is really good. Uh, awesome against um, heavy infantry. Yep. Fine, uh, fine against, you know, medium tanks and light vehicles. Yeah, it's like a it's like a Terminator killer. Yeah. Like, if you're if you're going up or, against I mean, something like that. Or, I mean, a Primaris killer. Like, you're going to shred Primaris, Primaris with that. Yeah, absolutely shred them. If um, you're taking Katachin or something. Yeah. I um, like to take mine on a tank commander mm-hmm. for three up. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And I'll usually put like plasma cannons in the sponsons as well. Just get all um, the plasma, and then I and then I'll throw my reroll ones on that because it's like this guy, this guy needs it. Yeah. Um. Or if you're playing Cadian and you're stationary. Yep. Um. Do their tanks get that? I think the Cadian tanks get it. Yeah. I forget yeah, yeah. the um, rerolling ones. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. They get that. Awesome. Really good. Um. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that gun. Um. I think it is it is more points maybe than the battle cannon. Mm-hmm. But it's one that I think it's like a at that point for me it's like a what's your like the flavor of your army? Yeah, um, exactly. Do you I want think, battle cannons or do you want you know if you've got the kit, right? Take the plasma cannon. I think that the the I think plasma's received a bit of a nerf like in eighth yeah. edition because um, in seventh edition when things didn't have so many wounds yeah. it was like. You could chew through something pretty easily with like an, a squad, an infantry squad of plasma. Yeah. Um, when like the biggest thing in the enemy army had like six wounds or something, yeah. it was like, yeah. you know, right. It was so much easier to, to get through. But like with the way that it works now and plasma being one damage or two, if you overcharge, it's like, yeah. you, you still have to hit something a lot with plasma yeah. before it dies. Yeah. And the, the standard plasma guns yeah. are not, super super scary right but i think that the They're executioner cool. is in a great place because of how many shots it has the number of shots yeah. and the fact that it is really i think um if you can get this if you can set yourself up for it yeah it gives you like the consistency oh yeah um, in damage um that makes it really comparable to a battle cannon right um, yeah i mean if you put i like it a lot if you like you were saying if you put on a tank commander yeah and you take two d6. You're getting two d6 shots of grinding advance. Yep. If you're catching and you're rerolling those, yep. you're gonna get a pretty good shot. Volume. And then you have plasma cannon sponsons, and you're rerolling those too. Yeah. Yep. 
you're putting I mean, out a lot of shots. Yeah, you're and if average... you've got reroll ones, you know, yes, you if you're unlucky, you're going to take some more. You probably will take some. Yeah, if you're unlucky, you might take a bunch. But, but you know, whatever. You have the wounds to spare. Yeah, you've got wounds. And and really, you know, you have you you have a around ten or more shots on average that yeah. you're hitting with. Yeah, I mean that you're like you're going to be your... generating ten plus shots. If exactly. you're lucky, and a tank commander hitting on threes. Yeah. If you get order yourself rerolling yeah. ones, and then if you're overcharging, you're killing. Yeah, a I'm not sure if they can order themselves, but I do think they can be ordered by another tank commander. Yeah, if you had another, tank or if you commander. have like Yarick or whatever nearby. Right. Yeah. Um, or um, Harker if you're detaching. Yep. Um. So you've got options. That is to say. I think that's a very interesting choice. I, I love it. That single tank can basically put out as much plasma damage as like a Hellblaster squad, <laughs> yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. I love, love, love. Okay. The, so uh, the rest are sponsons here. Yep. Uh, then we get down to the Punisher Gatlin cannon. Yep. Which is uh 24 inch range. Yep. Heavy 20. Heavy 20. Which means that grinding advances. Heavy 40. 40 shots. Put that on a tank commander, please. Please put that on a tank commander. <laughs> Thank you. Take that's it on pass. Strength 5. I mean, that's basically like a, a huge squad of, of fire warriors. Mm-hmm. Of Tau fire warriors. Um, which is fantastic. I mean, I, it's great. I love it. It's great. I love it. I think we there's not a whole lot to say about it. There really is a gun so with a bunch of shots. It it just does cool. that one thing. Does what it says on the tin. Absolutely would shred uh light armored infantry. Yep. Just for days. For, I yep. mean 40 shots the you know a um, mob of boys or a squad yep. of termagants on the other side of that. Yep. It won't and if you're much. hitting on threes and you've got reroll ones exactly. or whatever, if you're doing the pass thing that yep. some people love, you're hitting on twos rerolling ones yep. like Gross. Oh my god. Absolutely disgusting. And, and I think a classic way to run this uh, is either with heavy flamers or heavy bolters for mm-hmm. just like maximum DACA. Yep. Or if you're getting close to just be like, what's going to survive three heavy flamers right. and then 40 pun- like not, not to mention um, with the Astro Militarum stratagem, you can increase your overwatch. Right, which means right. that I mean, if you're putting yourself God, out there for to that be short charged, range, and then you're letting <gasps> yourself sort of take the charge, yeah, that's absolutely disgusting. It's, it's awful, absolutely disgusting. Um, so um, obviously, you don't get grinding advance on the over on the overwatch, right. but I mean, three flamers, yeah, with the, flamers and the twenty too. shots, yeah. hitting on fives, just gross, just icky. Gross. So, uh, Punisher Gatlin Cannon, great yep. Vanquisher Battle Cannon. No need to talk about this. It's bad. It is, but I we do need to talk about why. It. We need to talk about the Vanquisher Battle Cannon in the room. Um, and it's uh, 72 inch range. Mm-hmm. Uh, same as a Battle Cannon. Yep. Uh, heavy one. Same as a Battle Cannon. <laughs> Not the same as a Battle oh, Cannon. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So that that's actually going to be only two shots if you're grinding advance. Yeah. Strength eight. Same. Yep. Minus three. One better. Yep. D6 damage. That's good. That's Great. That's good. Yeah. And then you roll two dice when inflicting damage and Love discard that. the lowest. That's very good. That's like yeah. a melt gun. It's at, more at points than a battle cannon. It's more points than a battle cannon. It's not as good as a battle cannon. It's not as good. It needs to be cheaper. It needs to be cheaper. It needs to be cheaper. It realistically, it probably needs to. It needs the problem is that two t- two shots with grinding advance. Yep. You're not gonna. Yes, that that. Roll two on the damage is awesome. Mm-hmm. D six damage, that's awesome. 
but you're not going to get the hits you're not you gonna need. Hit. You're not going to you, hit. If you put that on Pask, and you put three Last Cannon turrets on there, that would be a great anti-tank. You can't take Spawns and Last Cannons, only Hull. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, never Which mind. is a huge bummer. That is a huge There's bummer. There's no real reason. I completely didn't realize that. I think it probably has something to do with the original kit, maybe. Probably is just kit limitation, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, okay. But even, even yeah, even on Pask, with reroll ones, you're going to roll a one followed by a one. That's a you rule. You know it. Yeah, that's, it's sort of like if you take a Vindicare. You know what? I'm starting to think Vindicare is supposed to be pronounced Vindicare. I don't like that. I don't either, but doesn't it look like it Well, it's be? like when people say Eversor, and it's like, that Eversor. just sounds like someone who, like, is always riding their bike and their crotch is always sore. To me, it just sounds like a really, like, bad 90s band. Yeah. Ever sore. Anyway. All all I can think is just someone whose, like, crotch is always chafing. Yeah, no, I get that, too. Yeah, I can hear that. Oh, you get chafing? Well, when I ride a bike all the time and I don't, you know, and I'm not smart about it. He's never ridden a bike. I've ridden a bike. Anyway. um, Okay, so the Vanquisher Battle Cannon... You it's can't really stack it with as many last cannons as I think you would want in order to truly make that a scary anti-tank yeah. chassis. So uh, it's, it's worse it's than cool I looking, even thought. It is very cool looking. It's um, the really long one. If you've never, you've probably never seen it because it's terrible. It's the longer, thinner the, yeah. barrel than yeah. the battle cannon. It's actually the same thickness. Is it? Yeah, it's just longer. Oh wow! Okay. Yep. And then the the eradicator is like kind of shorter. But it has like that extra sort of the blocky, blocky yep. thing around. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay. So we've gone over all the battle, all the uh, main guns. Main guns. Let's talk sponsons. Sponsons are are are. Uh, we should definitely cover these. So. Yep. Heavy bolter. You heavy, know it. Heavy flamer. You know that. Last cannon. Which, which can only be in the hull. Is only in the hull. Yep. Um, multi melta. Which that, can only be in the sponsons. Only in the spot. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Yep. And then, am I am I right? Uh, it probably says. Any model may take yep, two heavy It can't be. Yeah, it can only be in the sponsons. Yep. Okay. Which that's a weird one. It'd be cool to take three multi melts. I would really like that. Yeah. So that would actually be really interesting to put on a tank that also had the Punisher Gatling cannon. Because yeah. then it would be like really good at two different things. I like the idea of taking a demolisher with multi meltas. Mm, that's that's tasty. That's terrifying. That's really scary. If you get uh you get up close to something. Yeah. Now tanks would hate mm. him with mm. this one weird trick. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a weird trick. It is that is a weird trick. <laughs> I've never seen it. Um and then plasma, plasma cannons. Plasma cannon. Um are the I'm assuming those are only sponsoring? Plasma cannons are only sponsoring, yep. Okay. The hull is heavy bolter, heavy flamer, or last cannon. Gotcha. So heavy flamer, I think, is like pretty much always like a safe bet because yeah. like you don't want these tanks it to is charge. expensive yeah they're expensive but it's a great deterrent it's a great deterrent because you really don't want your tanks getting charged and if your enemy is like oh i'll just throw three infantry into that to thing, tie it up or like whatever. an almost yeah. dead unit and it'll tie it up yeah. now they like probably can't get away with that yeah so it's i think yeah. that that's worth taking for that reason yep um that being said i think P- taking things like multi melta can really stack your anti tank potential mm-hmm. if you're being offensive and, yeah. and aggressive ex- with them. E- yeah, um, they get expensive as the thing. They do get expensive, get and they don't ignore the minus one to hit right. to, when they're moving yes. with sponsons yep. and hull weapons. So realistically, I think mm-hmm. you should p- 
probably leave the Sponsons bare. Yeah. And if you're taking a long-range gun, take heavy bolter. Mm-hmm. Just keep it as cheap as you can. Yeah. If you're taking a gun where you're going to get in close, maybe think about the heavy flamer for the reasons you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're thinking, like, what's cool, or, like me, you glued the Sponsons on because the magnets kept falling off. Yeah. Um, then I think... I'm a big fan of the plasma cannon. Yeah. Um, yeah. It got a little points drop, I think. Yeah, I think you're and right. And it yeah. suddenly came close enough to the heavy bolter that yeah. the plasma cannon is like almost a cheap option. Yeah, I would, I would. I feel like it's getting to the point where I would pretty much always take it over heavy bolter. Yeah, because the heavy. If you're taking Swansons, yeah. you may as well be taking them for a purpose. Yeah. And the plasma cannon. It's at least got high enough strength to threaten, like, you know, your space marines and yeah. your, I don't know, whatever it's got else the, is the, you know, I think even more importantly, suits. maybe it's got, like, really good AP. Yeah. Which is, like, you're at least gonna s- probably shave wounds off something. Right. It, whether or not you kill it, it's, like, at least it's doing something. Yeah, it's doing something. Um, and if you're staying stationary, you know. Yeah. Cool. Not to You'll mention actually land some hits. The, um... You know the Lehman Rust can endure overheating if you yeah, if you if it has to if it has to and so. if you're running like I run Katachin as well so for me again if I'm paying for a Sponson it makes sense to take one that synergizes with the my random shots the random shot volume yeah. um the rerolling of the D six and also like you know the play style so if you're sitting back plaza cannon if you're going forward heavy flamer yep um, three um, heavy flamers is it's disgusting yeah you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, that's the that's the Lehman Ross. Oh, we should specify the plasma cannon rule is still the same, where the barrier yeah. gets slain. Yep. But the Lehman Russ has Just a rule a called emergency plasma vents. Um, if this model fires a supercharged plasma cannon and you roll one or more hit rolls of one, it is not automatically destroyed. Instead, for each hit roll of one, the barrier suffers one mortal wound. After yep. all this weapon shots have been resolved. We should also cover super quick. The Lehman Rust does have tank orders. I'll just read them real quick. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, It has, so there are three orders. They work in the same way as the infantry orders. Um, The first one, full throttle. Instead of shooting, the the ordered model can move, and it has to advance as part of that move. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, Again, you mean. It gets another move in the shooting phase. Right, so it moves in the shooting phase. Yeah. Uh, Which is great, because they have a 10-inch move, right? Yep. So, so if you need to get line breaker at the last minute, you can really cruise. Yep. Yeah. Uh, second one, gunners kill on sight, reroll hit rolls of one. Mm-hmm. Um, strike and shroud. This is really good. Actually. It's really good. Yeah. A model can shoot its weapons and then use its smoke launchers. Yep. Very good. Um, I love that because they come with smoke launchers. You may as well be doing this. And if most people just commander. don't dare to use them. I think because like you don't want to give up a turn of shooting. You don't want to give up a turn of shooting. It's so valuable. So, like, the fact that you can, for at least one turn per game, yeah. get that minus one to hit and still have yeah. the the battle, the yeah. firepower, it's really good. I love that. Really tasty. Um, we we're going to cover... Do you still want to cover... This is going a little long. It is a little long. I'm willing to, if you Let's will. cover the, the Lord of War options. Okay. I think it'll be relatively easy because they share so many characteristics. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, the first one, my... 
I want to say my favorite, but I love them all. The true classic. It's the classic. Yeah. It's the one I've used on the table. It's the one that will always disappoint you. Yep. It's the Bane Blade. Um, yep. Amazing chassis. Amazing oh weapons. Yep. Shockingly overpointed. Very expensive. Now. Very expensive. Used to... It was always bad. Now it's even worse with the advent of like really cheap knights. Or even more powerful than it knights for the same say, points as it. I would say what has killed the Bane Blade is knights, honestly. Yeah. I think that like before the I knights mean, yeah. codex, the Bane Blade had very few equals. Yeah. So it was, it like, was at least like in a class of its own. It's right. still though the the real problem with the Bane Blade, I think, is that it doesn't have an invulnerable save. Yeah. Anything that big We've talked about this a lot. Yeah. It's so vulnerable to getting just wrecked yep. by your anti-tank weapons because like yeah. it doesn't take that many D6 damage weapons getting through until suddenly your Bane Blade is degraded. Yeah. And with so many armies having minus one, now your 550 point Bane Blade yep. is hitting on sixes. Yep. And it's like, cool. And, and I feel like it's knights that really brought yeah. Super heavies into that realm of like, they all have involves yeah. like the but the, so many of them you know the storm surge, the knights, um, yeah. the wraith knights, yeah, they can all get they them. have to have them yeah. they really have to it's what offsets it's powerful and it's obnoxious yeah but it's what offsets the fact that those d six damage weapons can take such a, a toll big chunks out of them. um yeah. It's what makes those units viable. And I think they need to be, because they're a really cool part of the game. Yeah, you don't want them to just blow yeah. up first turn. And, and and like maybe the answer for the main blade isn't an invuln save. But like to go back to our when we were talking about the books earlier, mm-hmm. um, I super recommend um the books that I think the author's name is Guy Haley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wrote one called Bane Blade yeah, and one great. called Shadow Sword. I don't yeah. know if have you read them. I haven't read them. I've read Guy Haley though. He's really Bane, good. Bane Blade is so cool. Yeah, and it makes the Bane Blade tank seem like awesome. It's yeah. un. It's like unkillable. It's taking so much damage. Yeah. Like, but the crew is like the they're crew are aces. veterans. Like yeah. they're the kind of guys that might hit on a three. Right. Um. The Bane Blade hits on a four. The Bane Blade hits on a four. But like, it takes a lot of damage and. And I like you know maybe maybe they do give an invulnerable save to represent that like it's so tough that it can shrug off yeah or maybe they just give it a ton of wounds to be right. like this thing can take a ton of damage before losing effectiveness yeah well here's, but it needs something here's a here's a an argument to make for the invuln is that the um, the minotaur which I mm-hmm. have for my Krieg has a five up invuln because of that big steel plate on the front. But the Bane Blade doesn't have any sort of steel plating. It's made of cardboard. It's actually made of plastic. Yeah. I don't know if you picked it up. It does up. have some resin parts. It's made- <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> um, okay, so... But let's talk, let's talk about Let's talk the about the Bane Blade, yeah. It, it has some problems. You're probably not going to see it in a competitive game. Maybe. You might see We've it. seen some in yeah. tournament lists, yeah. and that's always really fun and refreshing yeah. when they do. Yeah. And 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 we'll get on to actually one that I think does have utility, um, if you can pull it off. Yeah. But so the main blade. Yeah. It's loaded with guns. I'll just yes. read the guns it's got. It's okay. got an auto cannon. 
It's got the Bane Blade Cannon. You know what an auto cannon does. The Bane Blade Cannon. Incredible. 72 inch range. Incredible gun. 3d6 shots. 3d6 shots. Strength 9, Strength minus nine. 3, flat 3 damage. Minus 3, AP. It's so... Damage 3. It's really, really good. Incredibly good. Um, I do really want to quickly address another problem I think that the Super Heavies have. Okay. Um, because it, it impacts this gun. Is that unless they're part of a Super Heavy detachment, not an auxiliary, yep. or a Supreme Command detachment... Yep. There's no other way to get them to benefit from um, the regimental, regimental doctrines, doctrines, which yeah. is the stupidest thing I, I don't since they it. let Space Marine vehicles not get any benefits. I don't understand it. It makes no sense. I don't understand The it. implication is that the crew gets in a super heavy, like yep. they're in their, their unit, awesome. Yep. They drive away to as they're assigned and yep. as they're typically used to support another regiment yep. and they f- literally forget all their training they're, and where they're from they're giant they're giant katachin arms they just wither shrivel into little puny man arms that can't pick up shells as quickly i don't get it at all it, that sh- drives me crazy <laughs> it's, it's very upsetting it drives me crazy it's very upsetting cuz it doesn't it doesn't i can't think of what they were trying to achieve if they were like Oh, a bane blade with, with like rerolling the sh- number of shots would be just too good. It wouldn't be though. It wouldn't because be they're too good. so expensive. They're so and they expensive. don't have an involve. That's they're why they're not so too good. expensive. And they have ballistic skill four up, which is a shame. Another reason I think that- realistically they could, to me, realistically yeah. at the points they're at, yeah, they could have an involve and three up, yeah, and be fine. Yeah, the the thing about convince me I'm wrong. Ballistic skill three up is that we know human humans in this world are capable of it. Yeah. We've seen it literally on tank commanders. Yeah. And if a tank commander can have ballistic right. skill three up, why is the tank crew of a Bane blade not as skilled? Which is like a, the tank. It's a big deal. If you read the books, like it's right. a big deal to be on the crew. I think of the, a Bane blade. the, maybe the safest analog for the Bane blade is like the tiger tank aces from world war two. Yeah. It's probably a good basis it's, for them. Yeah. And the You're tiger only going to put your best. Right. And the tiger crew. tank crew famously couldn't could take hit out the broadside of a barn. Couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. No, they famously took out like so many more tanks than themselves in a yeah. given engagement, yeah. like more even than the specs of the tank were supposed to be able to endure right. because the crews were amazing. Cause imagine we won't rag on f- fluff stuff for too much longer, but imagine how cool it would be to have a Bane blade hitting on three up. Yep. Feeling tough. Yep. Cause you know, in the, if you watched, which I hope you did, cause it was a fun game, the, mm-hmm. the Tau, um, excuse me, Eldar vs. guard game. We yeah. Did. It was a great game. I was playing the Bane blade, like, like a bane blade. The way it felt in my heart. Right. And off camera, I kept being like, I shouldn't do this. <laughs> yeah. It's going to just die. Yeah. But I was like, it's a bane blade. Yeah, you did the it narrative It charges choice. up the field. Like, it's a it's a linchpin of the army. Like It can, it can single-handedly aggressive. shift a battlefront. Yeah. And, that's, and it did in right. that it single-handedly left a huge gap in my battle line. It created line, a massive And I had to battle. fall yeah. back and lost the game. Exactly. But that's not, that's not what you're necessarily going for. how it should work. That's not what you're going for. Um... Luckily, though, it doesn't get tied up by having a man stand near it. That is good. It's it, just big enough that Games Workshop said, you know what? <laughs> I think they could drive away without... They might actually be able to pull that one off. Yeah. I don't need to talk about that. Anyways, it's got the main blade cannon. It's got a main blade Awesome. Cannon. In the hull, it has a demolisher cannon. Awesome. Awesome. And a twin heavy bolt there. And keep in mind that the main blade doesn't suffer minus one to hit when it moves. At, with any of it. So you're, you're rolling around, you're firing... 
that demolition cannon at your full terrible ballistic skill. Yep. It's and great. you're hitting on fives because somebody hit you with two last cannons, and now you're already degrading. Yeah, yep. And then you're actually hitting on sixes because yep. you're fighting Raven Guard. But I forgot about that. Alpha Legion. Yep. Or you're playing against a Talk and you're you just aren't LA hitting Talk anymore. You're not hitting. You took you you've, took a couple wounds, and now you can't hit. You've reached the point. Six hundred points can't hit anything. You're awesome. just a big old dumb moving box. You can yeah. take a pintle mounted heavy stubber if you want. I don't. Why? I don't know why it's you would. It's a strange option. It's gonna realistically, it's gonna break off in the I, box when I, you're trying to get it to your game. I really like that you're given the option to put a two point gun on this tank. I really like that. I think that's hilarious. You can also take a hunter killer missile, but again, why would you? Um, yeah, I mean, the, with how many other guns it has? Yeah, it's a little weird. The hunter killer missile to me, it's like you put it on a sentinel to yeah. confuse your opponent because they're like. Uh, now do I have to shoot? Yeah, at now it? they're like they have to shoot. But this tank will You're, be shot. At. Yeah. There's no reason it's the an enemy easy kill. Be Why not? <laughs> it's an easy. It's just an easy kill. Just taking out two thirds of your enemy's army um, in one shot. Okay. Uh, Storm Bolter, another, another pintle option. Yep. Uh, it lasts the spide sponsons, of which it can have two two pair. This is really cool. I love. Yeah. You yeah. can either take twin heavy bolter or twin heavy flamer yep. with a las cannon. Atop it. So that means... Cor- four last me cannons. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's four twin heavy flamers. Yeah, that's... Four twin heavy flamers. <laughs> that's so many auto hits. <laughs> that is so many auto hits. Oh I I thought about ordering another Sponson set yeah. so that I could run it with four heavy flamers. I, I demand in future games that you only take these in Supreme Command detachment. It's... I mean, imagine that with Katachin. That's unbelievable. Four twin That's heavy flamers. Yeah. The main battle cannon. You charge in. You shred a bunch of infantry. Yeah. And then you do crush them. Yeah. I mean, that's... that's that's unbelievable. It's so cool. That is Realistically, it's not going to happen because you'll have been destroyed first turn. But at least the flamers but, don't degrade. Right. They auto-hit. Right. So that will always be as effective as it is when you first yeah. take it. The Bane Blade six auto hits. The Bane Blade, it's it's an awesome model. It's so cool. It's, it's in the the fluff is so awesome. And 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 let's not forget to mention the adamantium tracks. Right. Yep. It does in combat get AP minus two and yep. D three damage. damage. And when it says That's, full profile is nine attacks. Nine attacks. So you use so what I was referencing crush them. If people don't know what that is, it lets you um, hit on two up if you charge. Yep. You can also you can charge even if you advanced. Yes. Um, so it lets awesome. you, so, if, you know, if you're playing like Talarn or whatever, you could advance and still shoot. Yep. Um, and then you just crush them. Yep. Awesome. So cool. Um, and it naturally hits on a five. Most, uh, Imperial Guard tanks hit right. on a six. In yeah. Combat. Um, so that's the Bane Blade. That's the Bane Blade. Um, and let's just kind of move through a, a lot of these. F- yeah. The chassis is yeah. the same. The chassis for the next few is basically the same. The Bane Hammer. Yep. Um, it just changes um, the, main the main gun. gun. Um, it loses. It ditches the demolisher cannon. Uh, the, if you're familiar the with yeah. the Bane Blade model, there's basically two. Um, there's the Bane Blade and the um, Hellhammer, mm-hmm. which have the demolisher cannon, um, and the rest, I believe, don't. Okay. Um, it's a different like front plate thing. It's more of a. It looks more like a tank, like a German tank hunter. It's like a smoother, flatter. Yeah, front. yeah. So, anyways, the Bane Hammer has a, a a different main gun called the Tremor Cannon, mm-hmm. 
which is really cool. Yep. It's heavy 3d6, 60 inch range, so a little bit shorter range. Um, strength 8, minus 2, flat 3 damage again. Mm-hmm. And if a unit is hit by it, they have their movement characteristic and they can't advance. That's incredible. It's Against really cool. Things, that's incredibly good. It's really cool. And the other difference with this version of the chassis is that it has transport capacity. Yep. Um, it can hold up to 25, 25 models, models. And 10 of them can fire out the back of it. So good. It's really cool. So good. It's really cool. So think about, and and we've mentioned not doing this in the past, but think about spamming heavy weapon teams. Rolling around, firing firing a billion last cannons. Like, It's very funny. Unbelievable. Um, That's the Bane Hammer. I don't think there's a ton more to say about it. Yep. The difference in in these is, is the gun. I would say, so far, I think the Bane Blade's better. Yeah. That main gun, the Baneblade cannon. It's very good, and the, with the range. It, it's just so good. And the Demolisher cannon in there, oh, in addition, really is nice. just incredible. Yep. Um, okay, so now we're on to the Bane Sword. The Bane Sword. Um, the Bane Sword has a gun called the Quake Cannon. Mm-hmm. This is 140 inch range. This gun is so ridiculous. Heavy 2d6. Uh, the strength is coming in at 14. We got 14 strength on this one. Minus 4 damage. Minus 4 AP. D6. D6 or excuse damage. me, minus 4 AP. D6 damage. When rolling the damage tree, any roll of 1 or 2 has a 3 instead. So it's it's at least doing 3 yeah. damage every So it's time. 3 plus damage. It's 3 plus damage. Uh, that's nice. That gun is staggeringly powerful. It's very good. And it's not even um, this one powerful doesn't, one. No. We'll come on to we'll that. We'll come on to that one later. This one doesn't have transport capacity. Right. It's... It, this is more of a gun platform. Yeah, and I also we didn't I don't we didn't say this. I think we assume a certain like familiarity. The bane the bane blade, it's tough to say it like Lumen Rust has twenty six wounds. Yes, and that's kind of why I'm saying it's like relatively easy to to get it degraded because it degrades at thirteen. I think that the bane blade should have at least thirty wounds. Yeah, and I think I that wouldn't. it is perfectly reasonable that it would have more wounds than a knight. Oh, absolutely! It looks like a absolutely. far more durable chassis. Absolutely. I mean, the knight, the 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 idea. The new knights look much tougher, but the old knights, it's like, yeah, you know, one well placed hit and the legs falling right. off. Right. I mean, the the nature of a walker, it's it's, it's, it's risky. It's risky. <laughs> it's. I mean, the thing topples over. It's useless. A bane a bane blade is on the ground. It's, it's not going to topple. It's over. a tried and true. Chassis, the yeah. tank chassis. There's a reason they're still using these after 40,000 years. I'd like to think they really are that good. Yeah. That we're still using them 40,000 years. No, I, you know, they went through some tough times there for a, a few millennia. This is basically just an Abrams tank. It's basically a giant Abrams tank. Yes. Who are we kidding? They um, found the old SDC plan. For the they said, let's make it a little bigger. And they were like, they they misread. They thought like feet ba- were babrums, babe blade. They read inches as feet, and then they just made that tank. Yeah. Um. The okay. next one. Next one's the doom hammer. The doom hammer with the magma cannon. Mm. So uh, this one has sixty inch range, heavy two d six, strength ten, AP minus five. Damage D6. And if the target is within half range, you roll two dice. So it's like a giant melt gun, basically. Yes, it is. Um, but think about within half range. That's 30 inches. That's 30 inches on this guy. Uh, which So you're getting 2D6 rolling the highest on 30 inches away. 
I love that. Also, it has a firing deck and yep. it has transport capacity. Yep. So it's the same exact transport yep. options. Twenty five models. Bane hammer and it can fi- and ten can fire from the top. Yeah. So that's that one. This then, next one. Yep. M- might be my favorite. Okay. And I thought about getting. So, slight tangent. When I got my Bane blade, I tried to magnetize everything. But I was sort of a noob. It was relatively early days of getting back into Warhammer. Mm-hmm. That was my first attempt at magnetizing. Yep. I couldn't get the main turret. I couldn't get it right. Okay. So my Baneblade cannon is glued on. So that's why I don't ever run a Hellhammer. Right. But I wish I could. So before we get into this, the Hellhammer cannon, that's basically like the Baneblade version of an Eradicator Nova cannon, right? Right. As far as the yeah, the stubby look. And it's so cool as, like, to me, like, that's Katachin. Like, they're yeah. getting in close. It's um, so cool. So this is basically, I, this is identical to the main blade, except for the main gun. Yep. Which is 36-inch range. Yep. Again, it's heavy 3D6. Mm-hmm. Strength 10, yep. minus 4, flat 3, and you don't get the benefit of being in cover. So it's AP minus 4, and it ignores cover. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Yeah. Yep. Obviously, that gun is incredibly powerful. I mean, oh, all so these good. all these main guns are really yeah. good. This is. I still think the Baneblade may have the edge, even I think though it does too. Because that range, it's the range, man. It's you can insane. just sit it back, and it just it's does insane. Its job. I w- I would even say it's worth like backlining the Baneblade and not firing its other guns yeah. just to keep it safe, and yeah. then fire that main cannon every yeah. turn. It's so powerful. Yeah, I agree. Um. Okay, so that's the Hellhammer, and and like so uh, cool. Jordan said, is it is exactly the same chassis yep. as the Bane Blade. So it yep. has the Demolisher Cannon in the hull, and the same sponson options, same weapon options. Otherwise, yep. um, um, okay. On to one of the most hilarious ones. This gun. This is the one that I think was in a, a tournament list that we saw. I'm I like, oh, right. cool. Yeah, I um, think you're right. This is the Shadow Sword. Yep. It's like got it's it's like anti like Titan. This is like a Titan killing tank. Yeah. Yeah. It's the main gun is unbelievable. It's so good. Um, so the, the chassis on this one is actually, it doesn't have the demolisher cannon. No, it's the, it's that other style that like more tank hunter style. Yeah. Like the Bane sword. Yep. It doesn't have the, um, the transport deck. Right. Um, but it does have the volcano. cannon. Yes, it does. Which is, 120 inch range mm-hmm. uh so uh, decent yep you'll heavy, get you'll cover at least half the board heavy 3d3 mm-hmm. um you know so maybe less shots than a few of these yep. strength 16 huh uh ap minus five yep but where it lacks is in damage where it lacks is the damage here 2d6 damage right. and uh you can re-roll failed wound rolls when targeting titanic units so yeah you know all those units you're already hitting wounding on twos because yeah. it's uh, strength 16 and that doesn't synergize at all with it getting plus one to hit against titanic units as well right so this vehicle is hitting titanic units on a three wounding them on twos re-rolling those twos <laughs> and then doing two and then doing damage. six damage and it gets it could get nine shots against yeah. it this i think i did one shot yeah, large. I think I did the math once, and I was like, "Oh, this would one shot another Bane blade, on average." Yeah, on average. And like, then, and then when we were talking about actual Titans, which yeah. have like I think sixty wounds, yeah, and stuff like that, it it actually is like still even capable of almost destroying them. It's gonna shot. hurt. 
Yeah. It's gonna hurt. If you, which obviously you can afford to take like four of these against yeah. a regular, uh, Titan. Yeah. In which case I, you could just kill it. I love it. It's I love amazing. the shadows. It's amazing. Uh, this one, this is, this is the my reason favorite. that I have a hard time picking a favorite is that this is right up there for me. This is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you, I'll let you. Okay. So introduce. this is, this is the storm Lord. The storm Lord, um, is the, it's sort of the primary transport option. Mm-hmm. So, um, first off, the main gun, if you see the model too, it has like an, a, an open back deck, yeah. like the whole back of the tank is basically designed to hold infantry. Yeah. Um, it has the Vulcan mega bolter for mm-hmm. its weapon, 60 inch range, heavy 20 mm-hmm. strength, six AP minus two damage tip. Yep. It's a cool gun. Real good. And then on top of that, it can carry, literally on top of it, it can carry 40 Astra Militarum infantry models. And how many can fire off the firing deck? Uh, the firing deck is extended. Yes, and, it is. And 20, 20 models. can fire off of them. Which means you could just put 20 <laughs> mortars back there, 20 LAS cannons, just, just go to town, funny. you know? The thing, the only thing I don't love about this, yep. it's, a, it's pricey. It's pricey f- for what it does. It is, isn't it the most expensive? It's it variant? is expensive. I can't remember if it's the most. the cha- The base chassis is expensive. Yeah, and it lost its old rule where if it didn't move, it could fire twice. Which the Macharius Vulcan D- it has. still has, and yeah. I don't know why they took that away. Yep. Um, can't say that I do either. because I don't. F- again, like the none of these tanks are too good. No. They're all not very good. For their cost, they're just not that. Like, we've seen in games, in all the games we've played, they consistently they don't consistently perform. They consistently get either destroyed the first turn, yep. or they get so damaged that yep. they underperform yep. for the next turn, or, and then they're destroyed. Even if they don't get damaged, they, they don't put out 600, 500, whatever points. points worth like, of damage in the amount of, the window of time that they're That still they playing. have to do that. Yeah. Right. So um, I agree. It's uh, yeah, it's the, challenging. But the Stormlord model, fantastic, incredibly cool. The the theme of it, awesome. Love the it. idea of loading it up with bulgrins, like doing this like assault, a crazy yeah. charge with the with full of bulgrins. I love it. That's my favorite thing. I absolutely love it. That's my favorite thing. Okay, um, so the next one. I actually love this one, and I've used it um in mm-hmm. a couple of games, um not filmed ones, but this is the Storm Sword. Yep. Um, this is, um, that same style chassis. Yep. Uh, the gun is 36 inch range. Yep. Heavy 2d6. Strength 10, minus 4, d6 damage. Um, again, ignores cover. Yep. And you can reroll damage rolls of one. That's correct. Um, the reason I like this one is just, I feel like it's a relatively, it's like a beefy demolisher cannon. Yep. You've got a little bit of a chance to mitigate you know, those low low damage rolls, hopefully, yeah. you know, you re-roll the one into, you know, a Not two or up. A, yeah. Um, it's cool. I just think it's a cool-looking gun. It's very cool, and I think it's a good, like, middle-of-the-road loadout option for yeah. for this chassis, where you're not you're not becoming, like, laughable, like the Shadow Sword. Yeah. Um, but it fulfills, like, a different function than the Bane Yeah. Made. It's very cool. Um, very the cool. The other thing I love, so that's the last of the chassis. Yep. Um, but just to close, I think, in talking about the Bane Blade, and the reason I think it's so vital that Games Workshop change the rules for t- tanks. Revisit tanks in general. To let them, 
to get rid of the stupid rule of being quote unquote tied up. Tied up. Yeah. I'm so sick of watching battle reports and being like, oh, and I'll just tag this vehicle. And I'll... Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. Like, I actually, I have a, I have an idea moving forward for narrative games. It's crazy. Um, which I intend for like all of our bat reps to be mm-hmm. narrative. Um, where that rule gets combated in some way where we do something where like either we play in a narrative way where we don't charge a tank with a single infantryman because it doesn't make any sense or um, we make it so that the tank has options when it comes to being tied up maybe not just like ignoring the rule but coming up with something to compensate because the thing is like the Lehman Russ, like, think about the the Bane Blade. What makes it so cool is that it can be an infantry support, yeah, and an infantry support role. It's moving up with your infantry, yeah, and it's you don't have to worry like, oh no, someone might come near it, right? But a Lehman Russ, like, it can't play an infantry support role. Yeah, it's too it risky. Can't play aggressively, yeah, because you're risking your hundred and fifty plus point unit, which is the backbone of your army. Like, if you're taking Lehman Russ, you're they're the backbone of your army, yeah, and you're risking. Like, your opponent doesn't even have to destroy them. They just have to stand they near, just have to them. Be near them. They just have to be near them. And they can spend so little effort and yeah. points doing that. You could throw a unit of ten guards in, you know, that's five what, boys. That's what makes Eldar, and maybe not my Eldar, but like Drakari and Harlequins. Yeah. You can't slow them down. It basically makes them too good. You can't tie them up. Yeah. They're super fast. Yeah. They're going to be across the board on turn one. And they're going they to sit near your tank. They can and sit. And that's the end. In, basically, as of turn one, like, let's take, for example, the Midnight uh, Sorrow, which is the mask that I use for my mm-hmm. Harlequins. They hit your front line. They consolidate six inches because mm-hmm. that's their special rule. Yes, they do. They'll probably be in with your tanks. They will. In which case, your tanks. Ask me how I know. In which case, your tanks will be useless for the rest of the game. Yeah. Because there will never be a point at which you can get far enough away from them to stop getting tied up. Right. That's it. It's, that's the end of, the, that's the end the, of their time. It's the stupidest... That's that's a terrible combo, obviously, because they're so fast. Right. But the rule, it's just a, it's a silly rule. It is and I don't want to sound like too grumpy about it. It's a game. But sure. just like, you know... you. It's an infantry support tank. Yeah, right? and there's no reason that infantry should be able to tie up. It just doesn't a make any sense. Like it doesn't make any sense. If they could, what is the function of the armor? What's the function right. of it being a tank? What's the point of it being big and being armored? Right. Like other than being a, a bigger target. What's the point of it having like Hall and Sponson weapons? Yeah. If you can't fire them when something is nearby. Right. The point of the tank is that when you're inside it, you're safe. So oh, really? That's what I thought. I thought it was so that when you're inside it, you panicked at the sight of nearby people. If there's a, if there's a, another humanoid form near the tank, you, you absolutely lose your mind and you stop functioning. Yeah. All you can do is hit reverse on yeah. the, on the engines. That's literally the only function you have. The whole crew. The whole crew is on that reverse. All their hands are together on the the back. With their powers combined. Yeah, the tank backs up. Yeah. Um, Certainly doesn't fire, though. It's a shame. The Bane Blade doesn't. That's the one thing it doesn't 
fail at. Yeah, that's it's, one thing it can still do is it fire. can shoot its it can shoot its spawn summons man gun in combat. In combat, that's awesome. So cool, and it makes perfect sense. It does, just like it would make sense for Lehman Russ to be able to, to fire do that. a tall weapon at the target. In front. Maybe that's something. Maybe that's something. Is that as a house rule we could say it can still just fire at the units in combat with. Or maybe it can't fire well, at that unit, thing, but it like, can fire at something far away. Or Right. To say, like, you know, and I know they were trying to streamline everything, so maybe that's part of it. And they they didn't want to just say, it can just ignore it. Which right. they didn't have a problem with for hover tanks. Yeah. For whatever reason. But yeah. anyways, you know, maybe if it's like, it well, can back up and fire, you know, its hull weapon without penalty, or its main gun without penalty. Yeah. You know, like normal, whatever. Maybe it can fire the Sponson, but only at the target it's falling out of combat with. Yeah. Or it can stay stationary, can stay fire the main gun away. At, any, at another target. Yeah. yeah. And the, and the Sponson's at what is right, right in their firing. Right? And then if you do that, it's like, then the attacking player still has the advantage of right. like their unit is safe because it's yeah. in combat. They're reducing your mobility. But and they're reducing your mobility. But the tank isn't just straight up useless. Yeah. It can still do something. Yeah. I think that would be It's interesting. It's an interesting if it you guys works, have yeah. if you guys have any ideas for like uh an eloquent solution yeah. to what is clearly a problem. It's a bummer. It's and is in and a narrative a sense bummer. it's a bummer. And and we don't want to play Basically, I'm going to do my best to set up games where, like, that isn't just going to be happening all the right. time, because I think it's yeah. really annoying. Yeah. Um, I and then pref- maybe we can just avoid it. But. I would prefer to just... I'm always hesitant to mess with the rules. Yeah. Only because, like, you know, we want to keep... I feel like it's better to change... To to play with in, that in mind and be like, we don't want to set up this dumb situation. We'll just try to avoid it. Yeah. As opposed to like changing the rules, because obviously like, you know, I think as maybe as a viewer, not if I'm wrong, tell me guys, but as a viewer, I feel like it's easier to stomach like, Oh, they're avoiding doing that to set up a fun game to watch versus like, Oh, they're changing the rules. Yeah. Playing thematically versus like actually changing the the fundamental aspects of the game. Especially too, if a new player is watching so that there's no, Oh, what's a house rule? What's a, yeah. Um, but I totally agree with you that just like from a narrative sense, like you're not like, I just wouldn't send one infantryman at a tank. Yeah. And if I did, it wouldn't be with the intention of being like, now the tank can't fight. Right. Like, it's one thing if you've got a unit that has a chance of blowing up a tank. Right. Like, they're, they've if, got say a demo bombs or, or whatever, yeah. yeah. Anyways. That's yeah. my fifth rant about this on the podcast. And that's, that's I'm very fine. passionate I think it. it's probably... Obviously, it's, it's one of the most glaring issues in our games, and that's yeah. why it keeps coming up. And, and it hasn't been fixed, because I don't think GW necessarily thinks it's an issue i haven't heard other I, people complain about it i much. doubt that it comes up enough in other people's games yeah. because of the um the types of armies that are probably played yeah that's true um in tournaments and then like we're saying in a narrative game i imagine a lot of guys who are just going to have fun and, and girls a lot of people who are going to have fun, humans yeah uh and non-humans do we know any of them um it doesn't matter who are going to have a fun game yeah you would hope that they're probably playing like like we're saying. Yeah. They're not looking to like just be a goober and get somebody's tanks right. out of the game. Exactly. Um, and you know, yeah. there are some units can, can deal with that. I yeah. mean, some armies are capable of dealing with that sort of like 
oh, they're in your face, turn one. But admittedly, I think that's like what makes Eldar, uh, it makes, it's what makes Harlequins and Drakari so strong mm-hmm. is that like, that is a very powerful mechanic in the game right yeah. now to be able to tie stuff up yeah. and they can do it in the first turn. Yeah. And so for an army that suffers like, sort of dramatically from that like a tank heavy list yeah it just makes it an impossible yeah like astro militarum i shouldn't say impossible a really good player could probably find some way to make it a game still yeah but like for someone who doesn't like they just want to have we're just having fun game yeah you know you don't want to have to think like oh i'm screening perfectly and making sure that his base can't fit next it's like you just want to we're not cool models yeah and also speaking from a narrative perspective there's a vast difference between what is like functional, like what you being gamey and winning mm-hmm. a victory through the game mechanics and what an army would actually do. Yeah. And like, obviously we want to try to play it like an army would fight. Yeah. So we want everyone watching to feel as invested as we feel. Right. In the story. In our, in our men, in our boys. Yeah, in our little plastic boys. In our little plastic that d- boys. destroyed our bank accounts yeah and our wives have left us yeah so the least we can do is just don't tie up my tanks please yeah, just don't make tanks I've lost so, so much already um i think that this has been good we did a good yeah. coverage of the heavy support options yeah. hopefully we gave you guys some some new ideas to think about we would love to hear uh your opinions on astro military heavy support yeah. and also, uh, what you guys think of that mechanic of uh, being tied up. Um, yeah. And I mean, if I'm crazy, tell me. I don't think you're crazy. And I think um, I'd love to hear if you guys, like, have solutions to that. Or if you, if, like, in your personal experience, this hasn't been an issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it has been an issue for us. And that's why we talk about it so much. Yeah. Um, but that we don't want that to be like the end of running Eldar against Astro Militarum. Yeah. Um, so if we can make it work, um, you know, we'll do what we can narratively to make it not be yeah. so unfun, but Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. If you guys have come up against this problem and have solutions, we'd love to hear it. And if you have any other things you'd like to talk about, please join us in the discord and, mm-hmm. uh, and just, get started on a conversation we have yeah a bunch of people in there so now. many awesome awesome people just in there. wonderful people like, amazingly talented hobbyists yep super super nice people who've been in the hobby forever and can just tell you about like anything everyone all the, all the lore all the fluff everyone is so kind and yeah. generous in there too yeah. and i awesome feel like people. i've i'm so proud if nothing else of the fact that i've cultivated such a positive space for mm-hmm. us to talk shop yeah, so that's why I stay away. That's why Jordan's not in there. Yeah, He's, uh... I do. I do. <laughs> I do read the messages. Yeah, and I'm very humbled by the flag of Jordan emoji, yeah. which I didn't realize what that was for a long time. I thought it was the Israeli flag. Yeah, Jesse. Jesse <laughs> found the Jordan flag emoji, the country, and he uses it as like a sort of a cheerleader flag yeah. for Jordan, and it I lost it. <laughs> It's when really I first funny. saw it. It's so funny. I do try to catch up. If be, if you tag me, I I do skim back and try to find um the messages and respond to them. I just um I'm not on my computer a lot. My phone's a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. Um so it's kind of hard for me to stay caught up, but um I try to do enough participation 
for the yeah. entire channel. Yeah. I'm in there a lot. But I do, I read a, a <laughs> lot of the messages. I look at the the awesome pictures that everyone's posting. Yeah, their you mom. guys are Someone incredible. posted, I don't know when this podcast will go out, um, but someone posted today, I'm totally spacing who it was, a picture of their Kill Team board. And it looked amazing. I think it was Orphan of Kenya. Yes, it was. Yeah, his tables uh, are so it was super dense, good. Yeah, and it just looked like so. so I've just cinematic. I wanted to play on it. I know. He's, I was like, his tables get me Jones so hard yeah. to play. It's like, yeah, I was just seeing my my Astro Militarum. Yeah, you know, kill my kill team on that table facing down. You know, like orcs or gene stealer cult or whatever in yeah. this like ultra dense hive type yeah i was picturing my like death watch trying to navigate yeah. that and there's like Amazing. gene stealer cults around every corner and and then every time uh, jesse posts pictures of what he's his his tempestus did you see his valkyrie i saw some work in progress a while ago I oh don't man think you I've gotta seen... look at it it's so good i don't know if i can though <laughs> because it's so good <laughs> and then i look at my models <laughs> i knew you were gonna see it i I think your models are fine. They're fine. But also, Jesse is... That Valkyrie is so good. He's... Yeah. He's really... Got, he's got... He knows how to paint. Yeah. And since we're giving a shout out to, like, our people in general, like, um, AP Burn, Andrew, his his prolific painting... Like, every mm-hmm. time I look, he's got, like, a new army mm-hmm. painted. It's, like, unbelievable. Yeah. And then um, Noel's uh, Slaneshi that he'd been, he's been doing are... I think Just I saw. Incredible. Did he post like a d- a d- demon something? Uh, he, well, today he posted like the new Keeper of Secrets that's yeah. coming. But he he his Slaneshi stuff he's put in the paint um section and yeah, he's gotten like a bunch of the Slaneshi the new Slaneshi stuff that has been released. I feel like I saw some sort of crazy demon a week or two ago in yeah, the painting thing. It was probably him. That looks insane. He's, he's unbelievably good. Yeah, like. Noel's like professional level paint. It's yeah. so good. I I love it. I Just, love seeing that. Yeah, to all of you, I am so impressed and I'm so flattered that I've created a space for all of you to share yeah. your work. And um I hope that we can just get more wonderful people like you all the time cuz it's it's magnificent. Yeah. It's humbling. It is humbling. It's very it's, humbling. Yeah. Um and it inspires me to work harder Mm -hmm. when it's not inspiring me to quit the hobby (laughs) and cry in a corner because i'll never ever be what you guys are that's sort of more where i'm at yeah the other side of that is that sometimes i'm inspired to do uh work on my models yeah and and the channel so um thank you guys so so much thank you and you're the reason we do this. I hope mm-hmm. you guys enjoy it. And if you have a topic you want us to talk about yeah. for two hours, for two hours, because that's that's the mark what we're we just do, past. apparently. <laughs> uh, give us a shout yeah. and uh, t- and talk to us in the Discord, and we'd be happy to eventually address it. And hopefully, we'll have a lot more podcasts coming out because I've like tried to get a lot of talent involved so yeah. that as many people can be contributing to this as possible. Yeah. And to you who do, also thank you so much. It's it's just. It's all just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, that's uh, that's it for now. I think we've done enough talking. Yeah, we've done enough damage. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Thank you, guys. Until next time. Bye. Bye.